Hello! Hello! Welcome to The Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. I'm joined by Mr. Nathan Prescott and Mr. James Powell, my two co-hosts for the AOS Monday show, brought to you by Pepsi Max. Uh, that's not official, by oh, the way. I should quit. <laughs> can we get a coke sponsor if anyone from coke's listening they we can't because they actually uh enslave an entire village of people it's actually really awkward but it's not the not the point to start the show off on hello it's the monday show it's a you can look it up it's on google it's not very complicated um all corporations are evil and we should burn them to the ground mr nathan prescott mr james Powell, and me are here to talk about the ghb oh, boy, oh, boy. 2022 we've read it we're excited. There's loads of information inside of it. But before we talk about it, I need to find out how my bros are doing. Nathan, how have you been? What have you been up to? Hello, hello. Uh, I've been good. I can't remember the last time I was on the show. <laughs> I know, right? Where you been? Yeah. I don't know. Just places, doing things. Lost, probably. Yeah. Winning events? Yeah. Did I? No, I think I won. I think I was on the show since I won that event. Uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Uh, painted up a Wurgog Prophet. I think we mentioned that the last time, Slap Chopard. Yep. Yep. Um, so I used him in a game, actually, because I had a couple of games against uh, Speckles. So yeah, so you, use... you, you did some, like, Night Haunt training. Is this right? Yeah, that's it. We were getting them ghosts doing some press-ups with Grot sitting on their backs. Like... Okay. <laughs> So you took so you took brand new night like your grots into brand new nighthorn. Have yeah, you yeah, yeah. Uh, have you been able to like learn what you think is a good way of a- approaching and challenging the nighthorn with the with the grots? Uh, yeah, kill all the ghosts quickly before they kill you. How did that work oh, out? That, yeah. uh, it worked out in one game. Oh, good. It didn't didn't work out in the other game at all. They killed me very fast indeed. So yeah. No? Oh no. Right, yeah, they're they're very interesting. He was just trying out all the different units, basically. So, uh, yeah, they've um, got some some real horrible things in there. If you're on the wrong side of the table, what killed him? The time that you killed him, did you squeak gobble them to death? No, no, just just grots. Just go run in and stab them. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the way. You need as many attacks as you can get, right? Yeah. So yeah, I was just using, I was trying out a different list with MSU grot units, so minimum sized ones, mm. 20, 20, 20 uh, boys in, in a block, or 20 boys and girls, there might be girls in there, I don't know. Could be I haven't lifted up their skirts to have a look. <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate unless you ask consent. <laughs> no, consent is important. Yeah, Wait, you're not even allowed to upskirt in the UK anymore, so. Oh, awesome, fine. Do you remember, they got, the, they got the law, they, they passed the law. I don't remember that, but I'm glad to hear it. Cause... Do you remember you got upskirted at Bobo because you were yeah. in a kilt? Then you were really upset about it. And then one lord in the UK, people listening from other parts of the world, we have um, we have our elected MPs, which all, for some reason, come from the same uh, university. Uh, and then on top of that level of uh, prestige and um, uh, privilege uh, is another group of people called the lords. So basically m- people who've given money to already those people who go to that prestigious college and the lords can just veto laws they're not in any way voted in they're not they're just unelected rich people uh, and uh, one lord was like no we need to let upskirting which is taking photos of people's skirts up up their skirt we need to let that happen um and nathan yeah. was pretty annoyed i don't know if you remember but then they've turned it yeah, around bloody lord yeah they turned it I around went- 
Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. He's been overruled finally, that fella. He's been overruled. Okay. So it's <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah. Jeremy in the chat has pointed out that's not fair, Rob. Uh, some of the lords are unelected bishops. That's actually also very true. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. If, <laughs> like everyone in the chat, like, what the fuck is your system of governance? Great question. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so uh so you the game against the night hall was good yeah yeah i enjoyed it i mean obviously they're they're a different power level to to the little green fellas but yeah it's good to see them uh do what they can do obviously i also had that game in uh at brotherhood where i got uh battered by them so mm-hmm. yeah so i've, I've uh, yeah had a few encounters with the ghosts now they're quite scary but you... yeah, I think if you can separate them out. So if if, uh, if the mission is one where they have to spread out a bit, I think they'll struggle a bit harder. But like where they can fight in a in a castle with all their little buffs and auras, they're pretty good. And they're and in their turn is when they're particularly strong because uh, they they can just retreat and charge. And on the charge, that's just when they get all their buffs and debuffs onto you. So yeah. Perfect, perfect. Uh, we we learned a lot of lessons from this weekend about playing a faction over and over. And I actually tw- quoted you on Twitter not not a few hours ago, where I said because um, we talked about the six month GHBs uh, real yeah. quick. I said six month GHBs. I think that really rewards people for sticking with a single faction. It probably rotates too fast for you to be able to like chop and change loads and loads. So it'd be really good to uh, to stay with a single faction. Nathan, obviously, you stay with that single faction for pretty much. 18 years uh so <laughs> he personally plays iron jaws yeah it's true yeah you do yeah, you do yeah. and i remember you playing they're just bigger cross they yeah, are yeah i've got my dwarf still yeah that's true that's true all right james what about you my friend my homie my crew mate uh what you you painting there what's going on i am painting for the first time in ages too like uh yeah i am painting a oh i forgot his name the vermin king screech screech and screech yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's having yeah. a great day out uh yeah uh so the scaven book comes out this weekend so it's already it? out i mean depends on like if you mean physically able to purchase or i mean physically able to of the purchase. entire yeah so it's on pre-order at time of recording but later on in the week it is available to pick up as much as you need uh you know buy two if you want buy five build yourself a little scaven house that i mean yeah it fit one in yeah um so yeah, so uh, yeah, painting him. Uh, I don't think I've done much other hobby this week. Played some board games, but not much else. Took a week off, had a little chill. Didn't oh, do lovely. anything with my weekend, which was really nice. Mm. Um, and playing some Warhammer this weekend. You yeah. are. Where are you? Ex- yeah. Explain it to people. I'm playing some we- w- Warhammer uh, at the T Sports Arena. You are. You are. Little I little the f- invitational hangout. Yeah. For GHB twenty twenty two. What's the format? Uh, randomized doubles. Randomized <laughs> one thousand point doubles. It's the future. Is yeah, that it is. <laughs> That's the way. At the end of the weekend, no one will ever want to play anything else again. Yeah, so that'll be this weekend. So we've got sixteen people coming to the TSN Arena. Uh, play a thousand points. I'm also painting up my army. Oh yeah, what's your army? Bit of a surprise, Nathan. Bit of a surprise. I, uh, I actually was very excited because obviously we did the coverage of the UK Top 16 last yeah, uh, the past 
two days. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday and Sunday just gone. I was very excited about playing some Warhammer, and I was really enthused because I've been hanging out with a bunch of people who really love Warhammer. Yeah, they were yeah. like talking about all the new rules. They were talking about all the new things you could do. I was getting really excited, um, uh, and so I think I'm going for something with a bit of a monstrous aesthetic. That's what I'll say. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm an incarnate. So not Chaos Dwarves then. Well, it's only a thousand points, isn't it? So uh, you're only allowed to take so many. Uh, so knowing, so and you're not allowed any units over 330 points. So no incarnates or anything of that nature. Such a shame. Such a shame. Okay, that's my background Jesus. today. Big fan. Of Big it. fan. Just think it's so good. Yeah. Okay. So well, good. So engaging. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll leave it as a surprise, and hopefully you guys will see by the end of the week. It might be four tree lords. It might not. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it definitely will have a purple sun in though. So get ready for that. Uh, because it's going to be the new GHB. Uh, quick one. I was obviously doing the um, the Top 16 UK this weekend. Did Nathan, James, did you happen to catch any of the coverage? Did you see any of the results? Did you get your eye on it? I didn't see any coverage, but okay. I did see the tweeters. You saw the tweeters. And what did you see upon the tweeters? I saw all those incarnates in the final. Yes. Yes. Uh, I saw the three incarnates in the top three. Yes. Uh, but I did follow throughout the day Alex Bruce, who got my vote last week, making it to fourth place, which I was very proud of. And how did you feel about that? Yeah, it was good. It was good. He did have an incarnate. He was the only person in the top four without one, I think. Correct. Uh, it was nice. It was nice. I was When he got through, I was uh, rooting for him. But uh, he, he didn't quite make the push. And to be fair to him, it was only a few dice rolls in it. Very, very close his game between him and Toby, which you can go back to go back and watch on the T Sports Network Twitch. But yeah, incredibly close, just a few dice rolls in it. And I was actually really impressed by the the Magma Dross. The output on them was genuinely really, really good. Um so I was actually quite surprised to see that amount of damage. Um but yeah, he seemed to do really well and like again, like very, very close against those flies. And then Richie wrecked him with the flies, I'm pretty certain, so um, uh, but yeah, like he had to play flies twice, which is fun. Obviously, it was won by Mr. Dan Bradshaw, uh, so he's yep. now the UK champion, of course. Uh, and they, yes, you were right. They he was playing Beasts of Chaos, but everyone was rocking an Incarnate of Gur. Everett Ritchie uh, in third place. Thanks, Fishy Hazel, for donating two gift subscriptions. Uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, Ritchie in uh, no Richie Richie in third place. Yes, Toby in second place, and Dan in first place, all with Incarnates. Uh, James, you played against them already. How do you feel about the state of the game with the incarnates in it? I hate the incarnate, and it's only going to get better. You think? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because there's lots more things for it to eat. What do you mean, James? Well, are we going to talk about that now or later? Ah, oh, find out. <laughs> Number 33. Okay, Nathan, uh, how do you feel about the incarnate's supremacy in Age of Sigmar at the moment? Yeah, it's quite an interesting one. I think people will have to get used to trying to deal with them uh, and playing uh, how to play against them, keeping stuff away and trying to um, engineer the right matchups uh, for units but uh, and what you're going to exchange, basically. <laughs> I, like the idea, 
in a, but, like six months, everyone's just going to have one in his in their list in turn one, and Incarnate's going to charge an Incarnate, and that's the end of their game, and everything else happens around them. And basically, yeah. we're playing sixteen hundred point Warhammer. <laughs> that's basically what happened in one match. It was just well, in three matches I watched, it was just two Incarnates fighting, and then the rest of the army just ran around the side. They were like, "We'll just leave those two idiots to do their own thing," which I thought was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so did they both just kill each other? Yeah, yeah, they just kept, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. At the same time, it was yeah. stupid. Um, it was like that double clothesline thing that they did used to <laughs> yeah. in the old rest of the night. <laughs> when they <hit> each <laughs> other. <laughs> yeah, finally, we're playing 1.5k Warhammer. I've been I've been pushing for the for the points limits on the games to be lower for ages. So thanks to GW for effectively doing that for us. Uh, which you just but you might as well just get to the table. Both have an incarnate. Both shake hands. Both take the incarnates off, and then just play with sixteen hundred points. It seems yeah. easier. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, so no, there's no real news other than obviously GHB and Skaven book and Silverneth book. Quick first impressions on. <laughs> there's no real news, but there's three books this week. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no like, there's no like light-hearted. Here's some stuff. Like, here's a little bit of a tidbit of information. It's Hey, here's a deluge of information, basically. Yeah. Uh, but That's some initial. There's a lot, right? Just some quick initial yeah. initial impressions. Nathan James, did you happen to catch any any kind of reviews or any information about the first two books? Uh, I have read a good amount of the Skaven book. Okay, and what are your initial impressions for uh, a brand new thirty pound Skaven book? It looks very similar to the old one. There's some war scroll changes. Some of the new abilities are quite nice. Okay. Um, but I think if you took it all apart and and, and rattled it up, it's like a nice, you know, bit a bit of um, bit of paint on the same wall. Um, and then I think when you read the new Gen- General's Handbook, you realise that probably not the right time for the book that it is. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I would say that it feels like they. I don't want to say phoned it in. That seems unfair. Um, but the the quarter of the afternoon that they spent on updating that book feels like feels doesn't. Like, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Maybe it'll be fine. Maybe it'll be fine. Um, but Silver seem real good. Yeah, yeah. So they've had it more of a more of a reboot then. Yeah, you could say and that. They probably needed it. Uh, I guess Skaven needed it too. To be fair. They did. You're right. Skaven also <laughs> needed it. But you've only. This is what I've always thought. This is what my parents taught me. There's only so much love to give. And sometimes you don't have yeah. enough. That's what they told me. <laughs> some they, people have to miss out. Some people they? have to miss out. <laughs> and this time it was all the little mice. It was. <laughs> well, they should be used to it, surely. Yeah. Uh, they should be used to it. Uh, well, do you know what, though? I don't know because the other day. This is completely off subject, but kind of on rats. I think it was yesterday. Meg showed me a little video that they're teaching rats to find people in wreckages and they have a little backpack and you can pull a ball and then it makes a noise. Mm. Real clever. Mm. Perfect. Things. Perfect. Okay. Maybe maybe we're actually going through a kind of like a PR refresh for Skaven. Maybe this Come book's... back as order. Yeah, exactly. Maybe there we just we there we just just like look, we don't mind any refresh in the future as long as it's a good and they're like, Well what if what if they're mice, not rats? You got us. You got us, you goddamn got us. So um uh, I'm excited about that. Nighthorn complete rewrite and power boost. 
DOK pretty much the same. Obviously, games with Skaven or DOK and Sylvanath and Nighthorn, uh, says Speckles. Yeah, I do wonder if we get... Um, I, do, I do wonder if every double release that we see, because the next one is Zinch versus Luminath Realm Lords. I wonder which one they phone in <laughs> and which one there's, gets the update. Another Luminath book is just like... Yeah, but okay, but, but answer me this. Which one do you want them to give all the crazy rules to and which one do you want them to give... What are my uh, options? Luminous <laughs> Realm Lords or Zinch. Oh, fuck. Do you know what I want? <laughs> okay. Four. I want four Pink Horror War Scrolls in the Zinch book. Okay. And I want, like, before the game begins, pick a Zinch Pink Horror War Scroll. That's the War Scroll you'll play for this game. And then, like, in the designer's commentary, them to be like, we've rewrote this so many times now, we just thought we'd give you an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, just, you choose. You choose. We it's, wrote it's, for you pick one. It's narrative. Uh, you've, you change the ways. Turn. Yeah. yeah, you pick one every turn. <laughs> yeah, you pick one every You pick a different one pick horror wounds, war scroll. One, yeah. one wound. <laughs> Each turn, different war scroll. Okay, Nathan, what do you want? LRL or Idnet Deepkin? I don't want any. Oh, no, sorry. No, Zinch. Sorry, Lumeth Realm Lords or Zinch. Sorry, yeah. Oh, I hate. I hate elves so much. Go on, oh, uh, they can make the demons better. Can make the demons better? Yeah, those elves can go in the bin. Yeah. They're not going to, though, are they? No. Carrick like, Acolyte stonks right now. That's yeah, what I'm that feeling. Carrick Acolyte yeah. stonks. But also uh, probably not happening. Maybe, though. Like I, I reckon that there's no way the Lumineth book doesn't get all the love because that's the... Con- general consensus this year is that elves do better well it's it's, it's actually it's actually quite interesting because nurgle's pretty early on in the edition uh all of like the range refresh they got they got um they got some updates just before the end times happened uh so we got like blight kings for example you know and a few other bits the magoth lords and the glockkin then later on into age of sigma we got all the demons we've obviously had the demons and we've had the mortals for sanesh we got, um, Korn got a bunch of mortal stuff, uh, and it, it got mm. some demons in the end times, and it got a bunch of mortal stuff at the start, whereas Zinch didn't get anything in the end times, and then it did get uh, the Lords of Change and a couple of characters, and the Karakakalites and the Zangor. So it's quite a mm. bit, quite a bit, um, uh, you know, but they didn't get their kind of, they didn't get their mortal, Karakakalites were their mortals, that's all they got. Yeah. They well, they got like... Zangors, didn't they? Which yeah, is a yeah. re- was a weird flex. Like no one else got Beast of Chaos, but they got Zangor, which came at the beginning of Sigma. I think yeah. you're forgetting the Slanesh Beasts of Chaos. Oh yeah, they they came too late. <laughs> they, came, yeah, they came too late. That we see on every board <laughs> table ever. I've never seen one in real life. <laughs> Don't expect to either. Uh, <laughs> all right. Slangor. I might get one of those. Put it on a base. Big base, the biggest base they sell. Can't remember yeah. the side, hundred and eighty, whatever. Uh, but like, this is my incarnate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. No, yeah, that'll be it. That's what you need. Just, <laughs> just, just put loads of different. <laughs> just <laughs> put them all on a big base. Um, and Ergling. Yeah, and yeah, Ergling. Just put all the incarnate. models that nobody ever plays with on the, on one base together. <laughs> one slang or one Talk- Arachnorok with a flinger. Talking about models no one uses. Nathan Spider Riders. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't change points in this GHB. 
perfectly no pointed. To. No need. Yeah. No uh, need. Just... <laughs> no <laughs> they're, need. They're, they are the sweet spot of Age of Sigma spider riders. They're exactly they're exactly what they need, right? They're exactly what they need. Okay, right. They've let's... been the right points for three years, right? Yeah. Yeah, they've been flawless. They've been flawless the entire time. Never once do I ever think, oh, Spider Riders, they're too powerful. Must be the right point. <laughs> You're yeah. right. You're right. Okay, should we deep, should we start deep diving this? Uh, yeah, let's GHB. do it. Okay, let me just take a note. 25 minutes. Okay. Right, so the GHB, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the jury. Uh, so we're only going to cover the GHB, not going to cover any of the battle tomes uh, right now, and probably points and stuff will also leave. We're just going to talk about uh, all of the information that we know from the GHB, uh, which is all of it, and then we're going to talk about what we think it means and how we think it's going to change the shape of the game. Okay? So, okay. Uh, first up, let's talk key points, shall we? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So we're in a new place, Galette. Galette is our new place. We're no longer in Thongdia, which is a shame, because... Uh, Thongdia and now Galat, the best infantry can get, basically, is what we're at. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, are you sad to be leaving Thongdia, Thongdia, Nathan? Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't realize we'd left that. Is Galat not under it or anything? No, it's just it's still in Gur, right? It's still totally in Gur. Place. It's still in Gur. It's just a different place. Right. Why did we leave Thongdia? What is it? Reasons. Because of the incarnates, they were just driving us. They just drove us out. Oh. Yeah. But we took the ones we had with us, so it doesn't matter. There's, oh, they followed gonna us. There's going to be loads more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wherever we go. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Galette, eh? I'm excited for the Galette incarnate. Um, good. Okay, so yeah, we're in Galette. Okay? Right. Uh, if that's okay uh, with which you. Which way was it to get there? Like, was there like a migration? Um. <laughs> well, we thought it was north, but the compasses broke, so not sure. We'll say north. Yeah, we'll uh, say north. We'll say north. Just That's went through a case. realm gate or something. Yeah. Fair, fair, yeah. Fair. Uh, right. Okay. So we're in Galat. Okay. And so because of that, the state of play has changed significantly. Okay. That's, that's fair. Galat's a different place. Right. And we've taken the veterans. Yeah. The veterans yep. of the wars in Thongdia. Yeah. Yeah. Thongdia, thanks to Vince in the chat. It's to the southwest, Nathan. If that makes you feel any better. So well, we thought oh. our compasses were broke. We didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So we're heading northeast, then, are we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weirdly, no one leaked the narrative. <laughs> How will the narrative gamers make their make their tournaments happen if they don't have this info? Heartbreak. They might um, have gone in the wrong direction and end up somewhere else. <laughs> I think we've ended up in the wrong direction, right? <laughs> Right, so anyway, oh yeah, and I agree with Jog, we're definitely going to get a massive earthworm, that's a great, that's a great idea. So, um, it's meant to be an infantry-focused season, or maybe it's meant to be an infantry-focused season, because we've got some special rules that apply to infantry, okay? Mm. This is important. Is it infantry-focused, or do we just, uh, this is the season we pick on infantry? Which, <laughs> I which mean, <laughs> it's both. It's, it's both. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this right. is the season where we all think it's infantry and three weeks in we realize we play with the same shit and do as well 
Yeah, in a one drop. But yeah, for now, listen, yeah. I'm actually really excited. I think list writing has blown wide open, like which is actually really exciting. Or list writing is blown wide open plus take a purple sun. But that's for later. Okay, so infantry. There's a new command ability. We'll talk about that in a bit. But little headline news. This is complete trash. There are new two core battalions. One of which is good for holding objectives. One of which is really good for killing goblins, Nathan. So I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> right? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> little galette goblins. They're fucked. <laughs> if only they weren't veterans, Nathan. They would be so much... They're yeah. just half wounded anyway from being a veteran. Oh, I just, can I just bring the babies, the new ones? <laughs> no, no galette rookies here, baby. Just the vets. <laughs> Yeah, all, all the all the non-veterans died on the war. <laughs> uh, breaking time. Uh, all the veterans are going to die when they get there. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Everybody's dead. So we'll talk about the battalions in a minute. Uh, there are 12 new battle plans. We're going to talk through those. Uh, but just a little headline. I personally would break them up into 10 and 2. Uh, there are 10 which... Ignoring ignoring a special ability called Proving Grounds, there are 10 which are pretty generic and they don't key into any of the Galician things, right? And yeah. then there are two um, which do, okay? And if you were going to... Uh, if you're going to write... Thanks, Harry Painter, for subscribing. Um, if you were going to write a battle pack, I would probably start with those 10, which is great, right? Because 65% uh, of all Age of Sigma, Sigma 3 tournament games were the same seven battle plans, right? Oh, really? So up to 10 is good. And those two different battle plans, when we talk about them in, in a bit, either make it so that you can bully Galatians more, or Gallivets, as we call them now, uh, or you can make it so Gallivets are a little bit better. But you can include one of those. So if you're doing a tournament of, let's say, five, personally think the distribution is going to be like... Maybe just the neutral five, or we'll do four and we'll make galley vets better, or we'll do four and make galley vets worse, or we'll do three and we'll put both of those in, right? And yeah, then start with making them shit and then end with making them better. Yeah, submarine, right? Yeah. And the next tournament, flip it. Yeah? yeah. Good at the start, shit at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Well, but... I guess that's the natural order of things. Maybe you should do that all the time. Good at yeah. the start, still at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, there's a new generic spell, um, <clears throat> which is fine. Uh, there are grand strategies and battle tactics, which is specific to this. Uh, we'll go through those in detail as well. I would say right now, top of the show, if people are going to tune out later, uh, I personally would like to see all tournaments ban book battle tactics. We talked about this on the show later, but when we look at these battle tactics in the future um, uh, for this particular book, I reckon that you'll see that, like, uh, if you just have some fucking piss easy battle tactics in your book, you're going to be like, sweet, this is so sweet. Like, so it's not mm. really a play fair, but we'll talk about that at the end, though, see what we think. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we've got rules updates and FAQs, which we won't get until next Saturday. Okay? So we are reviewing this okay. as of mm. yet without all of the information necessarily because we've still got loads and loads of stuff to come. All right, let's talk about the key points. Okay, first up, battle line units gain the Galician Veterans Battle uh, uh, like keyword, I guess. Now, yeah. they have to be four wounds or less, and uh, they cannot be mounted. So, Gore Grunters know they're five wounds, yeah, and they're mounted, but Brutes are Galician Veterans uh, because they're battle line, right? Uh, Ard yeah. Boys uh, are Galician Veterans. Uh, um, James, your, yeah. uh, your 
uh, all your Skaven, well, not all your Skaven, but quite a few of your Skaven. Storm uh, Vermin, uh, Clam Rats, uh, Plague Mugs. There's a, there's a good bunch. And do we, they become it also if they're Battle Line If, right? Uh, yes. So, Battle Line, so they're, they're Battle Line If until they fulfill the prerequisite of becoming Battle Line, in which case they are Battle Line, so they become a Galley Vet, right? Uh, also, yeah. just to clear things up, summoned units are also obviously Galley Vets uh, as well. Um, I'm pretty certain that's how it reads. Rules was written. Waiting for an yeah, so of they, yeah, because they've removed the thing where yes. summoned units lose their um, their like their title thing. So now you you assume that everybody gets their title, so they can be battle line or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. what about what about allies? Um, so if allies um, maintain their battlefield role. Um, because leaders do, but they just can't benefit. Um, uh, and I'm pretty certain Battleline also keep it. So yes, they'll also be galley vets, uh, which is good. Um, so it's interesting, right? So the world's ended. Well, no, we've left. Thondia was rubbish. We've left we've Thondia. It's no good. I so like Thondia. I liked it. I thought it was a good season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 narratively, it was rubbish. So we've gone. Because why else have we gone? Oh yeah, we've gone to we we've gone to Galicia. Ga or are we or out Galette. for the day? Are we out what? for like a week? We're out for six Going months. Back? This is a six okay. months GHB. It's so like a sabbatical, a summer holiday, a sabbatical. something like that. Six months sabbatical. Yeah. yeah. Why are the lads that walk the veterans? Is it because they walk? So the guys on pigs are like just snapping for six months? No. On the moon. It's more because they put the... babies on pigs. Yeah, they put. <laughs> Fair. They, they never get sense. off the pig. Like they were born atop the pig, they'll die atop the pig. Yeah, yeah. They're going into they're going into the tunnels, James. You never get old riding a pig. Yeah, that's, fair. <laughs> that's, that's true. All right, so you don't get the choice. You don't get the choice um, of having uh, your uh, your battle line units with four wounds or less or unmounted to be Galician veterans. Okay, so they have to be Galician veterans. Okay, happy with that? Yeah. Happy with that so yep. far? Not really, but okay, we accept it. Let's we accept say that. We it. We accept it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know about that even. Yes. Okay. Rough, so now loosely. Loosely. So the next yeah. one's going to be really important for understanding the um, the battle plans, right? And whether or yeah. not we think having the Galician veterans keyword. This is kind of everything about this season is going to rotate around probably this rule that we're about to talk about. Okay. Right. Yeah. So this is very very important. Right, so this is a special rule, proving grounds. Whoever goes second in a battle round, and this is every single battle round, whoever goes second can choose one objective that hasn't been chosen before. Yeah, so each objective can only be chosen once per battle. Okay. Yeah. So you go second. That you that can only be contested by Galician veterans. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay, so we've got. Let's just pick four objectives on the board. Okay. Battle round one. I go second, me and you are play, playing, Nathan. I can say, right, that one can only be contested by Galician veterans. Now yeah. there's some kind of like bullet points to put in here. When you deploy at the start of Age of Sigmar 3, well, well in Age of Sigmar 3, in, in Age of Sigmar as it currently stands right now, Age of mm -hmm. Sigmar 3.3 is where we currently are. Just Nathan, James, just for you. Uh, this GHB uh, denotes the beginning of 3.3 .3 in the stats. So that's where we are, we're in 3.3. Um, uh, when you deploy onto an objective, yeah, you are considered to control it at the start of the battle. Yeah. So if there's two in my deployment, two in Nathan's deployment, we immediately uh, control it. So if I then pick one of Nathan's objectives, because I go second, uh, to be the proving ground, Nathan would still control it 
because he's not there's not a game of contestation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So it sounds immediately effective, but actually it's not very effective because the deployment rules kind of... I'm not saying it's not effective. What I'm saying is the deployment rules kind of immediately supersede that. So you'd have to then go and throw a unit of galley vets onto an objective and then... To you take would, it off someone. To take it off someone. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, Nathan, start with you. What do you think of this? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, obviously, people are going to... It's quite a tactical thing. It'll make uh, this. It, it'll make taking the turn uh, more of a decision point, won't it? I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because I think that there's going to be loads of opportunities to have things like I don't know, spite revenants as a good example. Yeah, or uh, tree revenants, uh, which will be galley vets, um, and you know they could just quickly run onto an objective, and they could be like, it doesn't matter. You've got forty dudes on the objective, just nipped on. Yeah, I've made that the yeah, proving put ground. Put my toe on. Yeah, and that's it. One and that's dude it. One can dude take it off of a giant. Yeah, yeah exactly. So this could it's... prove game changing. It's also yeah. super super strong if you're going second, right? Because you know if they've got it, the only way they can defend every like that one is by putting galley vets on it. Yeah. Yeah. Now and then you know that you could go steal another objective because they've had to go and reinforce an objective that you've made them reinforce or such. Yeah. Now, uh, can you steal a score more point on one turn? Yeah, you can. So the point swing would probably be like, this rule might be, over the course of a battle, worth, I don't know, four victory points. Yeah. Like, it probably wouldn't be worth any more. Um, it might be in some particular games, but each one can only be a proving ground once per battle. So sneaking on and doing all those tricksy things. Um, but it, I think the rub of whether or not galley vets are a big positive in your army is going to orientate around um, this particular rule. And the important thing to note is you don't necessarily always get to utilize it, right? Because it only comes into effect if you go second. Yeah. So. Yep. It like, also matters which objective you pick in what order to. Exactly. Because if you pick the wrong one at the wrong time and it does nothing and then later you need to pick that one. Like Nurgle flies, I guess, are a good example. Like if they can get to one and you're like, oh, I need them to not like be able to cap that now, but I use that objective on turn two. Mm. Yeah. Then it's wasted, right? Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So, uh, and, and there's some other little points to point out as well. If I went, let's say me and Nathan are playing, I have no galley vets. Nathan has galley vets in his army. Yeah? Yeah. Then I'm like, do you know what? I don't want someone to take that objective. I go second. Turn one, I've got a one drop. I give Nathan the turn, and I go, cool, that one's a proving ground, Nathan. Yeah? And you'd just be yeah. like, okay, uh, fair enough. And that means Nathan can't choose it as a proving ground later on. Yeah, yeah. So, when you're attacking it, yeah. Yeah, so like, I feel like, I feel like there's, there's, some, there's already some immediate counterplay. Yeah. My initial feeling, yeah, and this doesn't mean I'm right, my initial feeling is that this isn't going to be a strong... Escape plus one damage against all your fucking guys. But um, I think the secret source will be in those players who are able to m- build army lists that have got those little 10-man units to do something, those little five-man units and, and you know, like five-person units. So yeah. it could be like whatever uh, to grab those. Nathan, I know you're a little sneaky fuck for doing those sorts of things. Yeah, like the amount of times you've grabbed something with a little unit. So um, I don't know if Iron Skull's boys are battle line, but I hope not. No. No, they're not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it will benefit armies where they've got Battle Line, which are MSU, and super fast 
like your teleporting uh, tree dudes, the revenants uh, or the sh- are the shadow stalkers uh, battle line? Would they be? Yeah, shadow stalkers are battle line. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. things like that. This this really plays to their strengths. Agreed. Um, yeah. I think there are. So- I think you could definitely. I think one of the shows we're going to do later on uh, over the next couple of weeks is we're going to do like units we think that can really benefit from this and i did this in a show last week already like I, tree revenants are up there for me um shadow stonkers are up there a hundred percent i think they benefit massively so like i think i think that there's some definitely good ones that can be utilized but that again if you got some and you want to let us know if you're watching live in the chat please let me know in the chat and if you're mm. watching this youtube or you listen to it as a podcast hit me up with your best galley vets and why because i'm fascinated because this is such an exciting set of rules, Nathan, in my opinion, James. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I what about, re- you know, engine riggers and Skywardens? They would be Gaily Vets. Even yeah, yeah. They're not mounted, are they? So. No, not. Uh, no, I don't think they're mounted on the balloons, no. Yeah, so they. Hmm, How many wounds are they? Two. Two, yeah. I think yeah, so. two, two wounds, yeah, interesting. Having a nice little day out on a yeah. balloon. And they're not mounted on the balloons, weirdly. No, the balloons are mounted on them. So the balloons <laughs> that are fair. Yeah. That's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> a screamers, could be a good shout. That's interesting, especially putting them in Hosa Arcanum, um, which is good. Also, oh, uh, they're about line as well, aren't they? Yeah, I'm just talking to Max yeah. really quickly in the chat. Max, just take Purple Sun, yeah, then put all the put all the pink horrors into um, uh, minus one rend, yeah. Put a Fate Master, Purple Sun next to him. That's minus two rend shooting. Reroll all your hits. Thank you very much. Yeah, take it home. As long as no one, <laughs> as long as the hunters don't kill all your pinks. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, okay. So this is going to be really key. And when we talk about the battle plans, honestly, it's so involved on the tabletop that I think, and it's going to be so army dependent. Oh my god! If like if you've got like Nathan, you play get your gits. Like Iron Jaws yeah. don't really have that unit, right? They've got the they've obviously got the great big green hand of Gork. They've got that to yeah. drop a unit somewhere. Yeah. But they don't have that unit that can do those tricksy things. Like, unless I guess you're talking about, um, you know, maybe playing Iron Sons with a bunch of brutes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah, something they like could, that. Yeah, they could counter charge onto objectives and, or, yeah, or even little five man units of hard boys, I guess, that are being flung around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, if you mighty destroyers them and then run them six, they are going 14 inches. So that's quite fast. Exactly. I think I think I think you might be able to put the right units. Dare I say, five spider riders in your army? Oh no, they're mounted. They can't be gunners. Yeah, they're sorry. mounted. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, okay. So so this is the this is the proving grounds rule. This is so intense. James, you got any final thoughts on this? Like, what do you think? Uh, I think it'll be interesting. I think I think like the. It'll be interesting to see how people build lists around this because I think the other issue is you end up with like a million galley vets on each side and then it's a rule that doesn't matter. There's also that, I guess. Like if both, it, like this becomes infinitely worse, I guess, if everyone has galley vets. Right? Yeah, I think like if you if you said like, so if we, I know like the discussion as these rules started to leak all over the internet was, oh, it's the year of battle line or whatever, or six months off. And I think then at that point, that's really interesting because you're like, oh, everyone's got like battle line with some wizards. And you're like, oh, everyone is capping everyone then. Uh, so it yeah. stops that negation. Obviously, the other bits still matter in the uh, War Scroll battalions. But I think it'll be interesting to see. I think it really matters like 
almost what army you're playing, but also what you're playing into. Like if you've got all galley vets and your opponent's got two sets, then that rule's probably stronger for you than it is for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we'll see if everyone has galley vets. Yeah, <laughs> if everyone has it. Yeah, okay. Um, so oh, that's, 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 that's the proving grounds, okay? Uh, then we've got the bonds of battle, right? And this is another bonus to the galley vets. Uh, units with a Galician Veterans keyword can fight while within an inch of a model within an inch of its target. Okay, so your 32 mil, 40 mil base infantry, uh, or cavalry, or whatever. Oh no, not cavalry because it can't be them. But your infantry can fight in two ranks. So Nathan, your big bricker brutes can fight in those two ranks now. Ranks now. Yeah. Well, I, I, obviously, I've been playing mine with uh, long spears, so they've been fighting in two ranks anyway. Okay. Um, but yeah, that is interesting. Uh, it's also interesting to know it's within half an inch of the target. So it doesn't mean that like twenty-five mil bases can fight in three ranks. Then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's uh, we'll see if it pans out. And James, you were talking about paladins earlier. Uh, yeah, I mean it makes no difference to them, does it? Because they got three inch range. I if you're playing with protectors, hundred percent. Yes. So protectors have three, but it probably strong is strong on like a double unit of annihilators. Although I still think. Even reading all this, I still think MSU is probably the way most people will play. If you take elites, but yeah, on on paladin strong, strong on something like um, oh no, what are they called? The axe lad decimators. Probably strong on decimators who you'd never have got all of them in if you were in over um over five. Yeah. Uh, and they get extra attacks based on the models they're attacking. So that's pretty good. Oh, they might not get that anymore. But it still makes them better. And I also think really interesting on things like Annihilators, because what you want to do is charge a, a million into one unit and just blow it up. But then what happens is because you need the space to keep charging people in, you'd sometimes lose the attack of the back lad. Uh, and I think you don't, you won't get that issue now. So yeah, you on... can fight on a much smaller front with yeah. your units, can't you? Yeah, you could have one model at the front who's hitting people and, and two people just people. behind him yeah. hitting. Like, just... <laughs> it has its benefit for... I almost think it has its its strongest benefit is by is putting multiple units into one unit. I understand what you mean. Okay, so uh, some interesting uh, some interesting suggestions in the chat. Uh, Dayton, shout out Dayton, Blade Guys Revs, it's huge for them. Uh, Greg, 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 Greg says mm. Retributors are Crypt Flayers, uh, which I think is interesting. Insomniac Payton says Taking a drink every time they say Galley Vets, super worth it. Uh, Ten Blight Kings, <laughs> uh, fighting in two ranks. Um, Varg East uh, is interesting. Um, uh, so yeah, there's there's a bunch there that people are suggesting, which are which I quite like. And if you do have any suggestions, Bulgore, sure. Um, Ogre Bulls, sure. Um, uh, but I guess this is where uh, we come up to the next point. Uh, there's a command ability, but honestly, it's not worth talking about. Like, I don't want to like spend the time. But basically, if you've got 10 models that are Galician veterans and your opponent has less than six models, you can spend a CP. And if you roll a six, you might be able to make them fight last. Okay? If they're a monster, you can't do it to a monster, right? You can do it to a hero? No, use his command. Only if they have four or four or less wounds. So four you could do it wounds. to a skink or a grot hero. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So it's so it's close to useless. All right. It's close to yeah. useless. But really, really top end players will remember this in a key situation. Be able to use it really well. Might come in handy at some point. 
Um, uh, the commander of the Black King squad have five wounds. Will that cancel the galley vet rule? No, because the unit has a save characteristic of four, uh, if that helps you out. Uh, okay, so then the next point is probably like the key point before we talk about endless spells, because that's a bit I'm really excited about. All this stuff we've pretty much covered already. I haven't spoken to Nathan and James about it, uh, but I really want to talk about endless spells because they're fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's got me excited. Uh, so key points. There are two battalions. So the battalions from the last one have gone away. There's no more burning an objective at the end. Uh, yeah. Sorry, in battle round three. There's no more extra bonus point for killing a monster. All of that's gone away. There's new battle tactics, and we'll look at those in a minute as well. Uh, there's new grand strategies. But from army building, Hunters of the Heartlands has gone away. Yeah, Alpha Beast Pack has gone away. So now you've got these two core battalions. You've got Expert Conquerors, which is Galician Veteran Units will count as three per model in the unit. So if you've got 10, they'll count as 30. If you've got five, they'll count as 15. If you've got 30, they'll count as 90, which is pretty fun. James, I don't think that um, coincides with your Stormkeep rule for your Stormcast, so I'm sorry about that. So I don't uh. think they become worth six. So your Stormkeeps are now worse. Why did anyone think that was a thing? Well, it's worth asking, right? Because you'd be like, well, why do you invalidate my rules? Uh, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think the only benefit was when I looked at this is it does mean that you play Stormkeep Control player. You play, you, I play the same thing as I was before. So you take the Stormkeep Control and then you just put them in a different battalion because you don't need them in that one because you're already getting it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the flip is it also means that it probably makes the other side of that Stormcast book stronger where you all drop from heaven and you put this on Paladins. And make the paladins do the same thing. Yeah, it means you've got some like new versatility in the book, right? Which is yeah. which is really interesting. Uh, Nathan, uh, how do you feel about sixty grots being worth one hundred and eighty grots on an objective? Yeah, I mean that sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Don't I mean, I mean, a, a lot of army. Yeah, I mean, no, there won't be armies that have got one hundred and eighty dudes or one hundred and sixty dudes, or whatever, on in their army. So. Uh, as long as they don't kill any grots, I'll be having a great time. But I have a feeling grots will die. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, yeah, we should talk about the next bit then. Uh, yeah. And that is... But, uh, yeah, it's a, it seems like a strong buff until you read the next one. Yeah, which is the Bounty Hunters Battalion, right? So yeah. this is three troops. By the way, three units can be expert conquerors, you know. And I think just to just to kind of like round off that conversation we're going to go into the bounty hunters bit i think what you're going to see is like people will have like three 10-man units maybe in a, an expert conquerors which like they don't use to screen they're just like they're at the back of the board and they're worth 30 do you know what i mean they're like they're not engaging in the opponent yeah mm -hmm. like um i think that will be really smart um even yeah even like five black kings like toby's list we saw play yesterday had a bunch of flies at the front he had two units of black kings at the back those black kings now be worth 15 as opposed to just being worth five would yeah. be huge right um so but the next one bounty hunters is three uh units so three troop units uh and they so they can't be leaders artillery or behemoth and you get plus one damage in melee against galician veteran units so big punchy damage um and this yeah. i think is a kind of flip go on james what do you think I was just think this one's really interesting too because that first like that expert conquerors where we're like oh your units are worth three on an objective is locked to the um, Galician veterans, isn't it? Yeah. So we know from that the minute we see it we're like okay so we read all the rules they're basically like bog standard battle line. 
yeah. give or take. Yeah. And and we like in some books there's some better battle line, which we all know. Like uh the protectors in Stormcast are gonna last a lot longer than clam rats or grots. It's just how that works. Yeah. But there's no real tie in on this. So like it's a troop, right? So we know that like Stormdrake Guard could be it and they could have a great day out. Yeah, because it would go because it go up to damage three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do the guard lose their behemoth thing? Are they the dragons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Uh... They're the dragons. They're, they're, still, be- are they they're behemoths? still behemoths, aren't they? I don't know. No, they're monsters, not they're behemoths. They're monsters, oh. not behemoths. Oh. So they'd still be troop. Oh. They're battle line. Sorry, Nathan. You make them battle line. I think you could be battle line and behemoth, but then I don't think they have yeah. the behemoth keyword. Um, uh, but yeah. Oh, fair okay. enough. So like, you probably what you want to max out here is something that's got a lot of attacks, you know, 30 Witch Elves, yeah. Blade Guys Revenants, Gore Grunters, Varangard have a lot of attacks, especially in Sixth Circle on the charge, right? That's really interesting. Yeah. And again, there's, uh, there's gonna, we're going to have to do a tier list show on all the different bounty hunters. So if you're watching this live, yeah, um, give me your best bounty hunters. And if you're watching back as a YouTube video, give me your best bounty hunters because I want to know what it is. Um, now, actually, there's a couple of things to say about this. Number one, it does mean that it feels like a lot of those battle line units aren't going to see play, which can feel like a negative. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that bit first. Nathan, your grots are now half as survivable as they were in the edition before. How do you feel about that? Uh, a little bit worried for them, but then they are grots. I don't care. No, uh, they... Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, obviously it's a bit of concern now. Um, uh, if I do take them, take, I think taking the bigger blocks is going to be more risky. So I'd rather split them up if I want that many grots on the board, uh, in the hope that they're only attacking one unit at a time. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, uh yeah. So I'm thinking I'll, uh, where I do take grots and squigs because they're also, um, in the same boat, they'll just be in smaller units. Because uh, if I lose them, they're gone anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's my thoughts on those fillers. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think unless you've got a real survivable uh, battle line unit, even then it's a bit risky. So unless you've got some way of negating this, like with a minus one damage hmm. uh, bonus that some people do have, uh, then yeah, you're probably gonna see this is gonna put a real dampener on taking um, your foot foot infantry battle line. Would you think a fair statement is that any inf- any infantry unit that was previously uh, like what that is now a galley vet is half yeah. as survivable as it was just because this GHB exists? That feels right as a statement. Yeah, well, yeah, it feels that way. It it does depend on. Once we start playing this edition, how many of these uh, bounty hunter battalions we see? But I have a feeling, particularly at the beginning of the edition, we're going to see quite. We're going to see these battalions, uh, the bounty hunter one, maxed out, aren't we? Every time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting, though, isn't it? Because I guess it's how much you commit to this. So if you're desperate, like I know last edition we saw like a lot of people that say played Lumineth who were like, de- well, a lot of people that played anything who really wanted a one drop. So you couldn't be a one drop 
and take this battalion, could you? No, so no. if you wanted to max out on it, you've got to be at least four drop. So if I guess someone's playing pure galley vet, nothing else, becomes a one drop and tries to just like play the game that way, maybe we yeah. see two. Maybe we see that shift. Either people move away from the one drop to bounty hunter, or people go back towards one drop because it's just stronger. Yeah, one drop is still super strong, isn't it? And if yeah, if your opponent has brought a weird list because they're trying to counteract this battalion and then you turn up with a one drop, then you're probably in a stronger place anyway. Yeah. I think mean, with this existing, I think the right list building kind of technique is avoid having galley vets at all, right? Or if they are, they're ones that aren't gonna be involved in a fight. Because then you immediately kind of skip the bounty hunter rule, right? Like, no one's doing plus one damage against your army. You're like, okay, this is great. And then instead, you go for non... You go, go for non-galley vet battle line, you mix it up, and then you're in an okay place. Right? I think that's the right way, you know, from a... Um, from from a from at least from a list writing perspective, if your book allows you to do that, and then, and then you kind of see where you're at from there, right? Like, some books pretty much can't not have galley vets, right? Like, thinking about Mortec Guard, as an example, in OCR Burn yeah. Reapers. They've got those, or they've got, like, Death Riders, right? Um, uh, and Death Riders just aren't particularly good. Thinking about Lumineth as an example, you know, um, uh, Lumineth have obviously got, like, um, they, they turn units into battle line in order to fulfill their battle line. Um, and Wardens now have just got plus one damage against them, so that feels good. But it also means that if they wanted to, they could put the Wardens into Bounty Hunters, but is that worth giving up the one drop, like James says? So, you know, uh, like Plague Bearers are really tanky, but now they're half as tanky because you're doing twice as much damage against them. So mm. it's, 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 it's really interesting what the lists will end up being and whether or not people will avoid taking Galician veterans because you get plus one damage against them. Maybe some people don't care. Maybe they're like, it's not enough damage. Yeah. Don't bother me. Uh, but I personally think people are going to get the most offensive units they can and they're going to put them inside Bounty Hunters. They're going to, like, because why wouldn't you, right? Like, just in case. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'd become an interesting uh, extra layer in, like, a rock, paper, scissors thing. Yeah, because now you've got this other thing to to factor in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, you know, sometimes your one drop will just counteract this, but then other times, if somebody takes this, you're going to run into somebody that's got loads of gallets running around, and they can just bonk them on the head and take them off. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, James, how do you feel about this last final shout? Uh, yeah, I think it's a really hard one. It's a real hard one until we see how people build. But it, it seems really interesting to put in two battalions this season. Obviously, last time we had one that counteracted monsters and monsters were big and happening, but the monster one didn't actually do anything other than move monsters a little bit more, did it? So it'll be interesting to see, like, having one that powers something up and one that completely counters it. Yeah, well, right. So for me, just hot take, uh, I think battle line, infantry, galley vet battle line are in the bin, personally. Um, uh, but we've got to talk about battle tactics and some other stuff. Maybe, like, books that have got, like, cheeky, sneaky galley vets, like we said, Shadow Stonkers, uh, Tree Revs, etc. Gutter Runners. Mm. Uh, can I interest you in a couple of Gutter, gutter Runners, James? Um, might be really, really useful um to use so that might maybe be quite... I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if people are just like here's my six long strikes oh by the way they're my bounty hunters have a nice down damage three 
Well, no, because you can't. It's a long strike. It's, it's, it's only in mm-hmm. melee. Ah, well, there you go. But some big hitters. Let's just re- reel some off. Obviously, Puskur Blight Lords, Zangor Enlightened, Pigs. They're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Oh, gonna, pigs, terrifying. They'll be damage three. Yeah, and they're in your face turn one. Yeah, super fast. They'll be really good bounty hunters, right? So they'll be really positive. Do they um, all get to be like in little Mandalorian helmets and every time they get used, it's like... Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, but imagine... So Forminators. <laughs> Forminators is another good one. But this is where it gets really fucky, right? Let's say you have 30 skinks. You charge them in, right? And you put them in the bounty hunters. Your 30 skinks are going to be damaged too. Nathan, you can have damage to grots. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, as so long ma- as I'm fighting other galley vets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Galley slaves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So as yeah, so you're gonna. I think you're just gonna have to avoid having galley vets because if if I if I just see anyone turn up with bounty hunters, I'm like, well, you get plus one damage now. So like, fuck that. Do you know what I mean? But probably yeah. shoot them off. Um, or you just <laughs> take an incarnate, charge that into their bounty hunters, and don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, there's also that baby. Yeah, um, just bring him back. He's my background today. Okay, so that's the hot, those are the hot takes. Uh, right now, on to endless spells. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's just. This do... is the most nuts thing of the whole thing. <laughs> it's the most nuts thing. Let's just get um, everyone. Go on, James. No, no, no. You go. Let's just get everyone up to speed, shall we? Age of Sigmar three introduced something fairly new when it came to endless spells, and that was previously when you had endless spells, you used to move them in between turns so once a battle round had happened well sorry in between battle rounds both players would have a turn a battle round would end and then you would move endless spells right unless you set it up and moved it right age of sigmar 3 introduced that you moved the endless spells at the end of each hero phase yeah for as many are on the board also if the wizard that cast it was within 30 inches of the endless spell it's bonded to them and they control it yeah at the beginning of age of sigmar 3 i was like oh my god this is going to be amazing. Like, there'll be three endless spells in every army, right? Yeah. There has to be. But, but lo then, and behold. But lo and behold, they, they FAQ'd or they errated and changed all the war scrolls and on the points. endless spells and the points. And the endless spells were, I would say, pretty ineffective. The endless spells that we always saw was Life Swarm because you're able to heal yeah. 2d3, which was massive. Um, we saw Umbral Spell Portal because Kairos just loves doing Gift of Change to it. And Teclis does Technado as well. Yeah. Um, we would see... Uh, I mean, what else would we see? That's it? Those were it really... Oh, Bridge. Sometimes Bridge. Yeah, Bridge bridge, and um, for a little chunk, maybe not in two, uh, KO used to take the... Um, oh, the Skaven. Skaven yeah. spell. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, but the ones I would read in competitive list would be Portal, Life Swarm, Bridge, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, oh yeah, and cogs at the start because cogs were fucking giga fucked. Because you used oh, to be able to used to be used to be plus one spell, <laughs> plus one not to cast, plus one cast. So if you're a one cast wizard, you became a two cast wizard if you were within six inches, right? And it was yeah. every wizard. Uh, roll three dice. Oh wait, where's purple sun? Thanks, Vince. Uh, let me just check. Subtract one from the save rolls. Uh, on a one. Strap one for the save rolls. In addition, roll a dice. Oh, it's one dice. Thanks, Vince. Uh, okay, roll one dice. Right, okay. So, but what they've done in this edit... So, so Perfect, Nathan, did you really take any of the spells particularly? Skull Tide. Skull Tide, baby. And uh, in the 
last couple of games, I was also using an Emerald Life Swarm. It was great. Really good spell. Really yeah. good, right. Okay, so Emerald Life Swarm's been nerfed, but let's. I've tried to put this in how I think, like, in new effect, right? Order, basically. Yeah, yeah new effect order. And the first one is Purple Sun. It's good back, lad. baby. It's back. Easily, uh, easily one of the worst models ever produced by Games Workshop. Yeah. Has, how many of these have you ever built? I built two. I, I think I've built three, and every time I'm like, have I done this wrong three times? Mm. And then I go back on the internet and I'm like, no, everyone does this wrong. It's a yeah. piece of... It's a piece of shit. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Okay, so Purple Sun. <laughs> it's 70 points, and like Roscoe says in the chat... Uh, sorry, Grim, Grimball's hair says uh, it's 16% chance to one-shot Archeon. We'll talk about it. It's 70 points. You cast it on an 8, yeah? Um, which is pretty high for casting value. If only there was a way to reroll casts. Generic command artifact and also spell now. Uh, so it's cast on an 8, uh, or just pick it with each, whatever. Um, it's got a range of 8 inches, so you set it up within 8 inches, and then, yeah. it, mo and then it moves 8 inches, okay? Right, and then it's going to move 8 inches at the end of every hero phase now. So yeah. it's double good compared to what we used to know it. Because this is what's interesting. I was reading these, and they're basically all of the old spells again. From this, like th this one is literally where it started. Except you used to roll a six, not a one. Other than that, it's basically yeah. the same spell. Like they're right? all basically the same well, again. I mean, the rend thing is new, isn't it? And yeah, it used is. To do that it, before. <laughs> it is new. All right, so you set up with an eight, then you move eight, right? So sixteen-inch yeah. threat range. But any units within three inches, so it's a nineteen-inch threat range. Little side note, yeah. Ten of the battle plans, you start 18 inches away from each other. No, nine. Nine of the battle plans, you start 18 inches away from each other. Okay? So it's going to be a very close year. Six months. Very close. Yeah. Very, very emotionally yeah. close to each other. Right? Um, now, what it does is uh, it's minus one to save rolls for units within, 16 inch, uh, sorry, within six inches. Minus one to save rolls for units within six inches. Right? Huge. Yeah, and it's not and it, wholly within, just within. Just within, and it obviously also applies to shooting. So, minus one to your save rolls. Yeah, so you just yeet it at the enemy, minus one to save. And as long as your wizard that's bonded to it is alive, you'll always be able to move it. Your opponent yeah. will never be able to take over it, basically, uh, outside of a couple of few like exceptions. Um, so, minus one to save rolls for units <coughs> within six, which is huge. And then, the <coughs> other bit is... You roll one dice for each unit within three inches. So mm -hmm. each unit within three inches uh, after it's moved. On a one, a model from that unit is slain. Good against heroes. It's good against everything. Uh, not against like 90 goblins. No, not good against 90 goblins. You're right. It, it is better to throw the, a god character. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, right? or three... Three god characters sat at the back of the board. Teclis, um, Sinkari, Calafar. Yeah. Someone, mm. yeah. someone says, how will that work with the Incarnate? The Incarnate will immediately drop a level. Uh, that's how it works when you do an auto-slay ability to an Incarnate. Oh, but then really? the, and, then it, and then it eats it. And then it eats it and goes up a level, and everyone goes home thinking, why did, why did they introduce this into the game? But anyway, uh, so the minus one saves massive. 70 points isn't that expensive, because this is the other interesting thing. They're pointed very cheaply, right? For the when spell when endless spells first came out, they're they're pointed pretty cheaply compared to that, yeah. right? But the whole game has got more expensive. 
the game's like 10, 15% more expensive than when Ender Spells were actually effective. But they're still pointed like the game is like it's AOS 2, if that makes sense. Um, weirdly. Don't you just kill the incarnates outright? Because nah. you, no. if Drops it's on level. level 2 and it's your turn, you cast it, bang, you hit the incarnate. Yeah. Then you have your turn. Then it's their hero phase. You move the endless spell. Bang! It's dead. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can do that, but you have to do it twice. No, it dies in the battle shock phase and only the battle shock phase. Uh, yeah, no, but, yeah, but it still drops the level, right? Uh, yeah. 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 So it'll be back to level one because it kills it, and then so it goes up a level, then back down a level. I don't even know how that interaction would work. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, uh, so the important part is minus one save. So this is huge, right? This is so fun. Yeah. Tell me you're not going to bring one of these all the time. I don't think I've even ever painted mine. Bro. I, I Can did, you even I think still buy these? But bro, you're immediately, listen to this, immediately the enemy army's minus one save, which is already amazing. True. Yeah. Like, that's already crazy good. And you know, I like, haven't played a wizard in about six months. But bro, there's a, there's this book <laughs> that everyone takes that you can take. And Nathan, no! what do you think, what do you <laughs> think about this? Nathan, what do you think? <laughs> no, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I mainly play with melee armies, so I've got to be careful where I position it so I don't charge into range of it and then immediately become minus one myself. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah. It's great. I mean, extra render is great. Yeah. Can't complain. How many points is it again? 70. 70. So it is, yeah, it's still expensive, but it's for what it does. I think the threat of it just killing those important little buff pieces is, yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, so so it, it affects so many different armies. Like Chris is saying, uh, that means you effectively get Ren 2 Boat Hunters. Let's say you take 70 Reavers for Adneth Deepkin. That's 140 shots, like we saw Dan do this weekend. That would mean there's 140 shots now of Ren 2, which is pretty yep. cool. Um, so, like, you've got loads of it because you just yeet it at the enemy. Sylvaneth, you've got this thing called the Vespal Gem. Uh, so you can auto cast it and it can't be unbound. And you can do it through a tree. Yeah, like a spell portal, but it's through a tree, so you can't even what? get to stop it. Yeah, and then you'll be <laughs> mi- then you'll be minus one rend, um, right? Uh, wow. No, okay. So, uh, oh yeah, you can only cast through the law. Thank you, MJ Pegasus. Isn't there another wow. way to do an auto cast? There's another auto cast. Yeah, you can give Skinks rend, so Skinks could now have rend one damage two on no, all your Skinks. Is uh, a spell in a bottle still a thing? Spell in a bottle is still a thing. Courage and Overlords, yeah. 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 Just put an extra rend on your guns. I mean, not that you, I mean, they're pretty rend full, but yeah. Which for all the like million shot shooting though that you can do from them that doesn't have much rend. The last time I played a boat, James, you could take your fifteen judicators with hurricane crossbows, yeah, or bolt storm crossbows. Sorry, yeah. And, oh, I imagine. And then you can make the enemy minus one. You can make the enemy minus one save. You can give them a billion shots. The only issue in Stormcast is I don't know how you're casting it because you've got no pluses to cast unless you take the big 600-point dragon. Take Karazai. I mean, he's done. He's painted. Take Karazai. Take him in Tempest Eye so he can fight twice in your enemy's deployment zone. Nice. Then, Just what but, they've always wanted. Yeah, and then charge next to it and then it can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So, Purple Sun, That'd huge stonks. Paint up your purple sun, get it on the tabletop. 
Next up, right? Next up. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Chronomantic cogs. Okay. Okay. Cogs is just the stupidest spell. This war scroll. It's about its fifth one, isn't it? It is. All right. Okay. Let's let's read it out. Let's read it out very specifically out of the. Uh, I'll read it out of the book uh, so you can make sure I've got it right. But I'm pretty sure I got my notes right. It's uh, cast on a six, and you set it up yeah. within six inches. Doesn't move, obviously. It's one of those ones that doesn't move. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when you set up this end of spell, you must decide if you're increasing or decreasing the flow of time. Nathan, which you want to do? Speed it up, slow it down. What do you want, baby? Uh, let's slow it down for now. I don't know which which way around it goes, but uh, let's read it first. The increase. I want to increase it first, and then increase slow it, it down. first. Okay. Yeah. So if it is increasing the flow of time, players can re-roll charge rolls for friendly units that are wholly within 12 inches of the endless spell. Okay, okay. then. Let's slow it down, then. <laughs> if it is decreasing the flow of time, players can re-roll casting rolls for a friendly wizard wholly within 12 inches of the, friendly, of the endless spell. Wow. Cool. That's pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I've read that wrong. I'm so sorry. It's reroll casting rolls for all friendly wizards within <laughs> 12 inches. Did you read that wrong or did you purposefully read that friendly wizards. Yeah yeah, 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 all of them. Yeah, that's pretty sweet if you got a wizard a wizard bunker. Yeah, reroll all a... of your casts. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, player can reroll casting rolls. That's it for friendly wizards. Yeah. Okay, James, do you know how many points this is? 50. 60. I think it's 60. So we roll all casts for wizards within 12 inches. Yeah, I think it's 60. Okay. I might be wrong. Okay, it's 40. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, right. Holy all casting rolls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so that's mm. if you. Uh... <laughs> It's uh, it's probably the dumbest. I'm sure they break cogs every edition. This will get this will get FAQ'd on Saturday. Like, there's no way this makes it even to Saturday. Like, do you reckon they can't? Like, the... <laughs> it's insane. Uh, like, but the incarnate just eats it. It's at the back of the board. Yeah, but he just eats it anyway. Okay. He's getting FAQ'd on Saturday. His yeah. eat range is going to 36 inches. Okay. All right. Okay. On yes. cogs only. <laughs> cogs yeah, on only. Cogs only. That's the FAQ. Cogs is fine. Incarnate can eat cogs from 36 inches. From anywhere on the board. If he's yeah. in Quandia or wherever we are now. We're in Galette. Come on. Galette. If he's in Galette, that the range best. is increased to 65 inches. Okay, perfect. All right. There's the okay. FAQ. I mean, there's so many characters that benefit from this. People are talking about Marathi and Mindraiser. Obviously, that's really good. Yeah, for rerolling those casts. Um, Nagash with all eight of his spells so he won't miscast. Oh, yeah. We saw two Never Nagashes miscast. this weekend and we saw lots of miscasts. Um, reckon Croak loves casting spells. Um, reckon he does. Reckon you know he what? fucking does. <laughs> the, yes. the most hilarious thing is at 40 points, I think you could take a one cast wizard with one spell you needed and still be like, this is worth it all day long. It's still worth yeah. it. Like, that's 40 the point. points. Like, what do you get? There is nothing for 40 points. Yeah, 40 Miles points. in the game is 40 points. Massive value. Like, there's so many units that are going to benefit from this. Mm. Uh, yeah, Warsong Revenant's a really good shout uh, from something that's just come out uh, that's going to want loads of the Night Haunt characters. Obviously, Zinch. 
make yourself a little Zinch Wizard Bunker, re-roll yeah. all your casts for 40 points, because that's cheaper than the Blue Scribes. Yeah, because this Blue Scribes is 140 points. Yeah. I reckon the only wizard that doesn't like it is probably Teclas. He doesn't care. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but it benefit every other unit in that army. In this whole army, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he can just be like, auto-cast cogs, everyone re-rolls their buff. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It makes, right. maybe this was to rebalance um, the shooty boys in Lumineth. What are they called now? The Sentinels. 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 It's to rebalance Sentinels, because that one turn where you don't get your spell off, and you have to use your plus one spell to get it up. Here it is. Here's your fix. 40 yeah. points more. Probably makes them cost a fit. Okay. So this is going to get FAQ'd, but before it gets FAQ'd, you have the opportunity to do some crazy fucking shit. Yeah? When Go for it. When do we think it. it's getting FAQ'd? When do I think... Uh, 2033. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, uh, sometime in the next six months. Okay. Uh, okay. Also, just because the chat's pointed out, the blue scrolls went up uh, more. So it's a, a fourth of the points as they're now 160. It is. It's incredibly good in Zinch, but it's incredibly good in lots of different armies. Like, like you said, it's so cheap that why wouldn't you, if you have any spells that you want to cast, fleshy Do abundance you... in Nurgle, like uh, more, more warp power in Skaven, like pick a Do spell. Do you not think... Like quite often mm. at most events, yeah, I would say when someone's like, "I've got a triumph," they're probably forty points under. Yeah. At this point, if you've got one wizard, would you be like, "Do I want once per battle re-roll a charge plus one to wounds"? Can't even remember what the other one is. Oh, free inspiring presence or re-roll all my spells. Yeah. I mean, the plus one to wounds really good when you're like when you're when you're like when you've built your list around going low for the triumph, right? Um, but I mean, Nathan but reroll could, all spells. Yeah, Nathan can re rethink his Gits book, right? Like new yeah. builds, right? Is he going to take? Scrap it's basically cards? just another member of the Gobbapalooza. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're forty points each. So now the Gobbapalooza is a six-man team. Six-man. Yeah. <laughs> so one of them looks a bit it. weird. Yeah. <laughs> the rest look fine. Yeah, put some googly yeah. eyes on it, and it'll be like it'll, be, it'll fit hat. right in. I think yeah. it needs a little hat, maybe yeah. a mushroom hat. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that's obviously very, very good. Okay. Uh, so Chronomantic Cog's incredible, and it's only 40 points. Absolutely insane. Um, who knows? Okay, Lagwan the Soul Seeker. Don't forget, because he's a predatory endless spell, uh, he's going to move every hero phase before I say the next thing that he does. Uh, his name is Coggrot. Thanks, Gout. Appreciate that. Uh, so Lagwan the Soul Seeker, it's a casting value of six, and you set it up within six inches, right? But it moves yeah. 18 inches. Oh, very fast fella. Very fast fella. Right? Now, if you have a, wiz a wizard wholly within three inches of yeah. this guy, so you couldn't do an Archeon, but you can do a Thanquol, right? You can, you can basically transport that unit. So it's like bridge. So basically, you pop it in the boat, you move the boat 18 inches, and then you get this guy outside. Then you get the, whoever you transported within three inches of the boat, yeah, and obviously nine inches away from your enemy, right? Pretty yeah. good, pretty good. Now, the real cool bit, I'm going to put this in quotation marks, is that you can then move after. Nice. Okay. Does anyone even own this model? Like one the Soul Seeker, yeah, everyone. He's great. Oh, I don't have one. 
Okay, so you can then move after James. So you can t put Thankful in the boat. Yeah. Move him 18 inches. Well, get him outside yep. of three, sorry. Right? So it's like, but he's nine away from the enemy. Then he can move, right? And then he can charge. Nice. And what, what if I take like a real fighty hero? Yes. It has to be a wizard. Oh, wizard hat. And then I give him a wizarding hat. The book specifically, but yes. Yeah. And then I shove him in the boat. Correct. And then shove him down somebody's face. You can do that. Oh, you nice. can take a whole more crusher, right? Because there's no... No, no, no. no. It has to be within inches. three inches. He's got too big yeah. a base. Six-inch base. Whole yeah. So okay. Tree Lord, go for it. Uh, yeah. Like... like uh, Durthu with a hat on. Durthu with a hat. Sure. Thankful, as discussed. A Vermin Lord James. I think nice. you've got some of those in your hand right now. Just got one. Has it got... Screech, what's it? Across the... No, the base. Is it three inches at the widest part? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, interestingly, can we just talk narrative on this for a minute? Go for it. Also, croak. Uh, yeah, please continue. So, launching the Soul Seeker. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Used to get in his boat, mm. and he'd take take a life, take it to hell. Right. He would take Boy. a life. Yeah. So if yeah. you you would put like thirty dudes in it, and then he'd like he'd, he'd always one. yeah he'd be like yeah. one must be dead. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's been he's basically his job is to give people a lift, yeah. but take a soul. Yeah. Has he got enough souls now? No. Oh, Never. I think you take. I think you take mortal wounds. I think I just didn't write it down because it was like. Yeah, you take one more. You take one mortal wound. So, yeah. can you put units of wizards in there? Uh, like... yes. <laughs> the cover <government> police. <laughs> well, no, they're, they're individuals. They're, they're, yeah, individuals. they're individuals. Oh. But, yeah. But I was just thinking, like, pink horrors are still wizards, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. they can fly eighteen. No, pink, no, no, pink horrors aren't wizards no, they're anymore. They're not wizards anymore. No, they're not. Oh, no, they're not. No, right, not. Okay. But, and also, like, but there is there is some fun tech. Do you want to hear some fun Lumineth tech? Things are. Yeah, Lumineth. Yeah. No one. No one. One uh, model is a wizard. The whole unit. One dude. Ah, okay. So that's how they're playing. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can't put any of the gods in it, right? But here's some fun stuff. So just to reread it, so you know, before the commanding player moves this end of spell, they can pick one friendly wizard holding within three inches of this end of spell. Remove the wizard from the battlefield, and off you go. Now the commanding player is sorry, the person who's cast the spell, but it doesn't have to move the 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 caster that's cast it, right? Now it does move at the end of the hero phase, so you wouldn't mm. be able to cast an endless spell after. But it does mean that you could potentially set yourself up for a double turn. And then, so basically, put purple your caster sun. in the boat. Yeah, you've got it, James. Put the <laughs> boat forward and fucking just drop a purple sun right in there. Just like, let's go. Right? That's, that's My fun. favorite tech used to be in Slaves of Darkness to teleport someone with whatever that spell was called mm. and then throw a pendulum through a line. So now you just do it with a purple sun. But here's the cool bit. At the end of the hero phase, yeah, because it's a predatory endless spell, it moves again, right? So you run away. So you run away. So you run forward, yeah, and you're like, oh, hope I hope, hope I get to a purple sun next turn. And your opponent's like, no, fuck you. So you just have your wizard unbinding all their spells, and you just fucking jog on back in the boat, right? Amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> or go 18 inches somewhere else. Right? Yeah. Not even backwards. Uh, Night Draconis with book fits. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, anyway, so Laquan. <laughs> Laquan the soul. 
<laughs> teleport a Wurgog. Yes, you can teleport a Wurgog prophet to do them, but again... No, that happens at the start of the hero phase. So I was you'd going... be setting up, set up for the next, next set turn. Set up for the next phase, but you could do you could do it, right? So that's yeah. fine. Okay, uh, the fucking Wurgog. <laughs> so there's some mad plays. See, I love this because we've now introduced... I thought Age of 3 was going to be a bit like vanilla, right? I thought it was going to be a bit like fucking... I thought it was going to be a bit dry, but then they were like, no, let's fuck about and find out. So we've got some, we've already got some crazy shit. Imagine this in Nighthorn with a purple sun, and then you've got the fucking bringy dingy guy that he's got, the boaty guy, and then you yeah. take a Dreadblade Harrow so you can double the command ability. You won't know where anything's ever going to be. It'll be everywhere. Yeah, purple suns for days. It'll be so fun. Um, yeah, Mr. Mm. Scoot too, yeah. Um, so anyway, so love this. So lack one, pretty good. Uh, it's looking like it's a pretty only limited to three of the sodding things because I want dozens again. Yeah, like, right. Like I used to Remember play. when you yeah. used to have eight? Yeah. <laughs> it was a good old days, weren't they? <laughs> that was, those were mad times. <laughs> they were mad times. All right. So next one. Oh, we, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't ask James how many points do you think it is. Launch on the Soul Seeker. Yeah. So probably in my head he's eighty, okay. but. Cogs was 40, so I'm going to make him 65. All right. Nathan, do you know how many points he is? I don't know, no. Okay, do you want to guess? Fuck no, 60. Okay, 30. (laughs) All day long, he's coming out. (laughs) Fuck. So, pretty good, right? I'm going to have to go and get one out of the box. Yeah. Uh, Right, you think the faction... uh, Yeah, you could do the Missile King. You can move after. Okay, here's one. What about... Um, the uh, Achillean King with Unstoppable Fury for all, doing all the extra damage. This guy moves 16 inches, by the way. You give him the book, you stick him in the boat, you take a mortal wound, you move 18 inches, you move another 16 inches into the middle of a fucking castle. Yeah? This guy gets yeah. one, two extra attacks for every unit within three inches, and he just <laughs> detonates like a fucking nuke. Yeah? Amazing Turn play. Turn one, game over. What? <laughs> yeah. GG had a great time. Two hundred and fifty points. Let's go. Um, How many extra taxes you did? Four hundred and thirty-two. Did you bring bounty hunters? Didn't need them. <laughs> Killed them I know oh, you can't make him a bounty hunter, could you? Because that no, would be even funnier. Yeah, that would be funny, but you can't, unfortunately. Uh, you could give him the arcane tome, give him flaming weapons, though. Um, there you go. Uh, so for plus one damage, and then does flaming probably... weapon. Uh, flaming weapons still exist. Yeah, it does. It still exists. Yeah, because it's a Cause core. It's, cool. it's a core spell. Okay. okay. Right next, uh, mm. the quicksilver swords. Hmm. Yeah, Nathan, you're thinking it through now, right? Like yeah. this is fun, right? Quicksilver swords, right? The racist swords are back. Don't oh, yeah. forget, this happens in every hero phase. Okay. So it's a uh, casting value of six, and it's got a range of six inches, and it moves eight inches. So it's not like necessarily a first turn threat. Yeah. And then you unless can... you launch on someone into their face, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Unless you do that, yes. Then you pick one unit the spell has moved across, okay? Uh, And then you roll 12 dice. For each 5 plus, they take a mortal wound that can't be negated. So no ward saves against it. Nice. Okay, so statistically, four mortal wounds. Uh, Three, four, four, four mortal wounds. Uh, And can you, you can't bounce them either to. Bodyguard huh? units? No, because they can't be negated, so they can't mm. use nothing, right? Yeah, they just take them. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 
Uh, this better be uh, every scorch like spell low. Yeah, the lack one bomb. So now you've got the lack one bomb. Uh, although, why wouldn't you do purple sun? Which is great. Um, oh, man, there's so many choices. There's so many combos, right? We've got the combos have been opened up. It's great. So then this is uh, and this is sixty points, but this is on average. This is every hero phase for mortal wounds, like uh, like where you want to go, right? And uh, we talked about this loads in the last edition. So people who are new to Age of Sigmar maybe uh, ha aren't here. One of the really good things about taking endless spells is it takes up your opponent's ability to cast spells because they're unbinding your endless spells yeah yeah the thing is, yeah you say because it happens every hero phase so even if you don't get the double it's still doing it twice you got it because you baby. do it in your uh, and then in at the end of their hero phase so unless they get into a boat and bugger off they're going <laughs> to take the swords again exactly <laughs> fucking get the swords <laughs> yeah. also like uh, for any of the older people Yep. longer longer players like the endless spell thing which used to be didn't it that you threw it out mm. and then it like played with priority because it was like whoever goes second moves one then i move one then you move one and we all got to move each other's spells mm. but that's gone two now so like you throw this spell out and unless yeah, the wizard they, dies you just that. get to have a great time exactly oh, that. but that's in the corals and it might not mm. Whew. Okay. exciting so Quicksilver Swords, big stonks, okay? Uh, the Umbral Spell Portal is the same. Um, uh, so it's casting value of 5, range of 18 inches. You've got to cast from one of them. Uh, and you can cast a spell through it, or you can send an end spell through it, right? And it's 70 points. So apparently that didn't need to change. Uh, although people who've been Hand of Dusted or Gift of Changed, I'm sure would disagree with that statement. Anyone on the receiving end of a Technado would be like, come on, maybe just don't. Like, I would personally like to see Umbral Spellport yeeted into the sea. Uh, but until that time, Steve the Spawn shall reign supreme. I love Steve the Spawn. Uh, yeah. Okay, Soul Screen Bridge. The same. Teleport one unit wholly within six inches to the other uh, to the other one that you've set up uh, within six inches. The change, though, still 80 points, or I don't know what it was before, but whatever. It's cast on a six. The change is it used to be 18 inches, and now it's 24 inches. Oh, just what it needed. More range. More range. Yeah. Just so, what it needed. Yeah. Uh, so that's gone up a little bit. Uh, so those Storm Fiends can get even closer, James. Now, uh, I guess they did want to, right? Because their little Gatling guns wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's 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 pretty brilliant, right? Like that's, that's great for people that need that. Okay, next up. Uh, Prismatic Palisade. Ooh, baby. Um, so it's cast on a five and it's got a range of eight inches. Okay. Unless you're doing it through a tree or you've done a lack one bomb or a teleport, whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Uh, James, I'm sure you can banner. Can't you banner one of your dudes, uh, and then do a spell? No, banners in the movement phase. Is, is it? the banner in the movement the phase? Isn't, no, isn't, isn't, the, no, not the banner. Sorry. The teleport. The, the teleport. Prayer. Yeah. Yeah. You could relicta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So relicta then, then spell. Okay, great. Okay, so uh, fab. All right, so uh, but the palisade uh, specifically, uh, units within six inches of the palisade cannot make a shooting attack. Nice. Just can't shoot. Oh, right. That's pretty good for turning off stand and shoot. Only shell. Only shell, yeah. Nathan. That's a great. That's a great call. Turning off only shell. However, in addition, you add three inches to the this ability at the start of each battle round. 
<laughs> okay. So it grows. So, yeah. So, so if you've got someone with really slow shooting, yeah, they're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. they better cast themselves a soul screen bridge to get out of town. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's some really fun stuff as well because I think in order to, I'm pretty certain, core rules in order to unbind an endless spell, you need to see it. So yeah. uh, some tricks. Yeah. So if you want some tricky Sylvanas stuff that we could do, we could just cast this behind a tree near your or near a piece of obscuring terrain near your territory and then you can't see it to unbind it so it just keeps growing <laughs> nice seems mean yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean people don't like shooting right so True. get it off the board right uh, also i've got a really nicely painted palisade so all right perfect yeah oh, good yeah uh, yeah, so turn off unleash hell is a great suggestion, Nath. Love that. Love turn off uh, unleash hell. So, and that is how many points to just make it so shooting just doesn't happen. One thousand points. Okay, perfect, James. I can see it's on the screen, Rob. All right, so it's forty points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're cheating, James. I can't see the screen. I couldn't yeah. see any of the others, but he's on the screen for that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, so we'll rifle through the rest because I don't think these are going to be as effective. Uh, there's been some nerfs and there's been a couple of changes, but nothing in particular. Horogast is 40 points, cast on a 5. Moves 12, it's set up within 12 and you move 8. Uh, units within 12 inches cannot receive commands. And if a unit within 12 inches fails a battle shot test, uh, then D3 more models run away. Uh, so it can't receive commands in the battle shock phase. No. So no expiring presence. Isn't it just cannot receive commands? No, yeah, commands flat, only in the Battleshock phase. You sure? Cannot receive commands in the Battleshock phase, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, I'll change that up. Thank you. So uh, basically, it's stop inspiring prisons, and if they fail it, then they... Run more away. Yeah. Okay, all right. So let, hold on. Let me just let me just update that, Battleshock phase, and then let me just drop it down uh, let, Drop it down the rankings, because it is now poo. So let's just get that right down the bottom. Uh, okay, maybe even at the very bottom. It's 40 points. Mm, we'll put it at 16. It's the same as rerolling all your spells. <laughs> Every <laughs> wizard, reroll all your casts. Same. Same thing. Uh, okay, right. Is <laughs> it one unit? All units. All units. Oh, you could incarnate, smash a unit, throw it in the middle. I mean that's the only thing I've got for it. Yeah, it's, I'm not really I'm not really rooting for it. Okay, the Geminids of Uguish Castle Six. Oh, yeah, oh. they're back. Right, they've got a range of eight inches. You have to set up within six inches of each other, and then wholly within eight inches of the caster, and they move yeah. eight inches, so sixteen inches. Right, yeah. units that it's moved over or end within one inch of suffer one mortal wound on a two up. So two up, and if yeah. they yeah. suffer that mortal wound and they don't negate it, they can't issue or receive command abilities. Uh, like if they didn't negate the mortal wound, if that makes sense. So I yeah. think this is pretty good. Like I think uh, that... until the start of the next combat phase. Yeah. That's crap. Wait, what? Until the start of the next combat phase. What does that say? So that's that got to means... be a typo. So basically, they can't use commands in. You're turning off stand and shoot or yeah, unleash. Stand out. and shoot and. Redeploy. That's it. Redeploy. Oh, redeploy. So you're stopping people getting away and you're stopping people shooting, yeah. Um, really good if people start using a block of 30 skinks again. Yeah, and also, yeah, also if you're shooting them, they can't do plus one armor save. 
But you're going to move this every hero phase, right? So you're also yeah. going to do it in their turn as well. Yeah. yeah. But it just means they can still use Inspiring Presence and they can use commands during the combat phase. But they can't do reroll charge? No. They can't do plus one armor in shooting phase. They can't do redeploy. Rally, uh, yeah, those sort of things. No, they can still do rally. Um, they could do rally. It's it's yeah. okay, not great, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, all right. that's That's not as good as I thought it was, truthfully. Okay. Shame. Shame. I don't know. It's 40 points. It's good yeah, for 40 it's points. It's still quite cheap, yeah. Uh, do you know the problem? Which is a problem every time we do any book review. Yeah. Is we're like, this is good. And you're like, 40 points. And then I'm like, but if I've got one wizard, could just re-roll everything. Yeah. And I hate re-rolls. <laughs> but every time, that's just the one. Like, not to be not to be this guy, but weren't they getting rid of re-rolls? Yeah, well, they were, yeah. yeah. No is re-rolls it... slows the game down. No re-rolls slows the game down. Everything okay. re-rolls now. Oh, okay. Except for wizards. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, let me just make a note of this next. How you how you join it so far? What are you thinking? Uh, well, we're going to see a lot more endless spells, aren't we? I think so. Unless people don't own them, can you still buy the endless spell? Everyone ones? owns them. Not the newbies. I guess not, but then what? this is why they've written only, it, right? Only us galley veterans have got them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you still Us galley veterans, the only ones. <laughs> the endless spell box? I can't even remember what it was called. Spells in a box. Yeah, uh, basically, wasn't it? It was called Malign Sorcery, and then That's there was a the follow-up oh. book called Forbidden Power. No, it's still available to order in places, so you can still get it. Yeah. Oh, wait, can you, you can buy it from GW, though. Uh, what's it called? Malign Sorcery? Probably. Yeah, 100%. Um, but it's expensive these days. Or it's Maligned oh. Portents or something. No, that was one of the other things. Okay. Uh, no, you can still buy it. Oh, I'm in, I'm in Australia, though. It's $110, so good luck if you're there. <laughs> but the uh, the point is... Uh, 45 no, quid. Stonks. <laughs> better, better than an incarnate. 45 quid. The yeah. uh, the kind of important point to I guess talk about is that like um, uh, you know GW must be set on fucking loads of these right like there must be loads in a warehouse. I don't even somewhere. know how because they must have sold hundreds the first time around. Do you mm -hmm. think they were selling hundreds and someone was like just keep printing them? Oh, they're all terrible plastic though, aren't they? Yeah, they're all, they're all yeah. That weird plastic. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe in order to get like all the books out of the boats on China from China, like the guys in China were like. I need you to take some of these malign sorcery sets too. They're like, no shot. They're like, you can't have the books unless... These kids made far too many. Do you want these? <laughs> Back in the day when they needed them Sylvanith books, that was garbage. And yeah. when that boat was stuck, there was no stuck boat. There was just some guy with a wall of malign sorcery. Like, you take these or you don't get your books. Yeah, no books for you. Come on, get it in. Uh, right, okay, so that's the Geminids of Ulguish. Uh, they're actually dropping down as well, uh, unfortunately. They can never oh, be come as on, low. Pendulum. They come never... on. Okay, they can never be as low <laughs> as the Pendulum climbing. Uh, pendulum's climbing. Right, Pendulum come next. Come on, Pendulum. <laughs> so it's cast, on, it's cast on a five. Its range is 18 inches. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's wrong. That's 100% wrong. Hold on. I think I'm Come on, let it be 18 that. inches. Let's it's just not... leave it. Let's no. comp it. This is our uh, FAQ. Eight. Come on. It's eight. eight. It's eight. Boo. Hold on. Hold on. Right. It's, it's range so is eight, eight inches. And, eight. So and it moves 16. eight inches. 
Um, and then uh, units it's moved over or end within one inch of suffer D3 mortal wounds on a 2+. plus. Okay? So pretty yep. pretty good, because you could just keep doing D3 mortal wounds, like ping, 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 ping. And again... Can it move backwards and forwards now? Yeah, it doesn't have any restrictions on it. It just moves oh, no, eight it inches. says it must move in a straight line in the direction of the tip of the blade. So it can still only go forward. Yeah, Where does it say only... that? Oh my uh, god. Under predatory. Yeah. Alright, must move in a straight line. Okay. Uh, boo! M boo! Boo! Okay. Still we one drop... of my. It used to be my favourite because you just teleport behind them, throw it for their line, undispel it throw it again but it used to do d6 mortals right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, just the tip yeah, you'd, you'd you cast go. it and it would do it and then in the in-between phase it would yeah. do it again so you get 2d6 it was a good one it was a good one when it used to kill but now it's 40 right. points so what do you want this or do you want to re-roll all your casts <sighs> i'd probably take the geminids too yeah right because yeah. that's guaranteed one more wound right yeah uh, so uh take... well i mean they could, they get a ward save yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, they like, get ward save against... They get ward save one. against the stupid pendulum, too. That's true. And and then they can maybe not recharge me or whatever. Okay. Also, right. Geminids is two, right? So I'm just two. body blocking with it, too. It's just That's doing true. this, getting in the way. You can move through endless spells, but you must obviously complete and yeah, move through endless spells. Yeah, put it in front spell. of me, though. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. You've, you've played this game before. You've, Occasionally. You, yeah, you put a big pair of balls in front of the enemy and said, you can't hurt me. I see. Uh, right. Every day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> uh, right, so then Emerald Life Swarm. Okay, it's casting value of six. It, it's got a range of six inches, so you set it up within six, and it moves eight inches. After it's moved, pick a unit within three inches, and it heals D3 wounds or returns D3 wounds worth of model, if that makes sense. So you yeah. could, like, if you roll D3 and you get a three, you could return a three wound uh, model, or you could return three one wound models, if that makes sense. Uh... Well, if you roll a two and the units are three wounds, do you, you return no, you a wounded? You no, can't no, you don't get, get anything. It. You okay. don't get it. Um, uh, but this has got worse because it used to be when you set it up, you heal D3, and when you moved it, you heal D3. So it would be 2D3. So it does half as much healing as it previously did. And it's so, the same points, right? And it's 60 points. So it's, Which I think is the same as it was before. Yeah, but it's just worse. Uh, so it's half as good. Half as good. I mean, it's half. still pretty good. Yeah, it's still good. I mean, I, I didn't realise about the setting up thing when I played it last weekend. So I was just playing it. I was playing it this way. <laughs> Nathan, I'm pretty sure we've even had the conversation on the show about it. Well, I don't listen to what you guys say. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Any of the time. I mean, uh, some of the time. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, enough. okay. Oh. So, so Life Swarm, Heal D3. Not bad. Yeah. Ravenax. Not as good as re-rolling. Gnashing Jaws has had a bit of a time as an endless spell in Age of Sigma. I This is my favourite endless spell. Okay, like looks-wise? Yeah, I've used it three times in three tournaments. And how was it in those tournaments? Averagely boring, but it looks great. Agreed. Did it kill anything ever? Uh, I think it probably did Mortal Wounds twice in maybe... I think I might use it more. I use it quite a lot because at one point it was 30 points. So it was like it gets in the way and that was its job. It got in the way. So it's fair to say that it's been shit for a long time. Yeah, but he's so happy. 
I'm not against it. <laughs> Look, put a a smile. It was not a good spell, but every time I'd get it out, I'd be like, oh, he's so happy. Just like, oh, he's having a great day out. Little face. You put, a pair yeah. of Google, you put a pair of googly eyes on him and you're winning, right? Exactly. He's just having a great time. Okay, all right. Well, so he's got a casting value of six and he sets up within eight inches, but he now moves 3d6 inches and you re-roll it if you summoned him that turn. Yep. He's basically yeah. a squig, right? Yeah. Yep. And then yep. what you do is you pick one unit that the spell has moved across or ends within an inch of, and you compare that unit's move characteristic to what you rolled on his movement. So 3d6, your average should be, uh, I think it's 9. With a reroll, it's 11. Um, uh, is, is that right? 11? No, it's 11, I think. Uh, so you should be an 11, right? And then you compare it with the move characteristic of the unit that you're rolling against. So let's say 7 and you would do four mortal wounds, right? You rolled an 11 to move, right? Four mortal yep. wounds, yeah? Um, so that's how it works. And it's just one unit. It does it to one unit. But if you obviously throw it at like something like a Blight King, yeah, movement yep. four, um, then then you're Turn doing great. Yeah, I mean, you could roll I, I 18. You could roll 14 mortal wounds. Ignoring the turn, you summon it. Yeah best thing about this endless spell every time i read it is it's actually a dicey spell in a dice game yeah of course which i think is quite nice to see yeah it's Instead got a bit of, of just re-rolling it's a bit casts. fun yeah it's it's funny right because there'll be like if you take it to an event now and i hope someone does and i hope in a turn they send it at some blight kings and they roll an 18 and they're just like oh your unit's dead yeah right right day out yeah, and it'd be so happy doing it. Like, if you're the Blight King player, you'd have to just be like, "Oh, but he's so happy killing them all. I'll just be happy with him." <laughs> he's just so cute. Okay. Yeah. So this might be the best one. No, this 100% is the best Ravenax Nashing Jaws has ever been. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's good because he's 60 points, but I wouldn't say he's 60 points. Uh, yeah. It's not bad for 60 points, like relatively to other things in the game. What relatively to cogs? Uh, it... Not to Cogs, because I feel like Cogs is just having its best okay. life. I, I, for the ninth time. The sword. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, compare it to the swords, it's not as good, because mm. they get ward saves against this, and swords you get no ward saves. So. Mm. Right, Soul Snare Shackles. Right, cast on a 7, pretty high. Range 8 inches, you set it up. You have to be. There's three Soul Snare Shackles, they have to be holding them 3 inches of each other. Obviously it doesn't move after. Um, so and they've got to be within three inches of each other and wholly within eight inches of the caster. That does mean that you can't be outside of its effect range when you cast it. Okay, so this yeah. is a broken arrow situation where you drop it on yourself. You're like, let's go. Uh, units within six inches cannot run or charge, right? When they're in, so you would drop this on yourself and then hopefully move. Well, you away. still get to move, don't you? Yeah, you get to move away from it. Yeah, true. right. But you can't then, run. Can't run. Can't charge e either. And then start of the movement phase, you roll a dice for each unit within six inches, and on a six, they suffer D3 mortal wounds. So you're going to take damage when you call it out? Uh, uh, you yes. put it out, and you're always going to take damage? Uh, oh, no. You, no, it's on a six. You, only on a six, you suffer D3 mortal wounds. Oh, okay. Only on a six. Um, so it's 50 points. It's pretty. It used to be pretty good when you could cast it quite far away. Because, yeah. but the problem is, is because it's such, such short casting. I assume you cast it in front of your army. You're just like, oh no, I'm just gonna just fucking jump around. Unless here. you get inside a long boat and you go and drop it. it 
in front of your friend's army or your enemy's army. Yeah. Or you get, a, he... you get a good old uh, you get a good old priest to teleport you in Stormcast or something yeah. similar. You get skitter leaped uh, across the board and you drop some shackles. Any of those things. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. there's a fun combo there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or... I always like it when people cast shackles though and then it ruins their own game. Those are always the best days. Like it's happened to me more times. More people are like, oh, "I've got shackles in my list." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then they cast it, and they're like, oh, "I didn't want it there." And then I think I played someone once, and I can't even remember who it was. And they cast shackles, basically, to pin me in to stop them getting to the objective on the one that used to bounce. Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> and they cast it to stop me getting on the objective, and then it bounced to the other side of the board, and their whole army had to run through their own shackles, and it basically just <laughs> lost them the game. I was like, I did just dispelled that, and he was like, oh yeah, rolled it. No, and that was like three turns of them walking through shackles. It's a great day. Yeah, sounds fab. Okay, uh, right. So uh, shackles. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, then we've got suffocating grave tide again. At one point, one of the cheapest spells you could get. Um, how, uh, sorry, how many points was the shackles again? 60 po- 50 points, sorry, 50 points. 50. Hmm. 50 points. Tree 50. Um, so, uh, Suffocating Gravetide. Cast on a 6, got a massive base. Rain- you set it up within 8 inches, and then it moves 8 inches, right? For each unit this model is passed across, roll a dice for each model in the unit, and do a mortal wound for each 6. So, if you're going into a horde meta, with lots of hordes, Suffocating Gravetide being able to do a mortal wound on a six to a unit every time, every model in the unit. So if you went across a unit that had 30 models, you'll roll 30 dice, any sixes, so that'd be five mortal wounds. But obviously you can move each hero phase. It's pretty good to keep like harassing hordes. Has yeah. the casting range on that got better? Yes, it's got longer. It used, to be better three, right? it used to be three inches. Because every time I ever looked at ever taking it, because I was just like, oh, that's cheap, and I've got enough points. And then I'd look, and I'd be like, oh, but I actually just cast it in front of myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was terribly... The cast within three was awful. But now it's closer. I mean, I don't think it's going to see much play, but it's no. it's cool. Mm. Yeah, it's quite a cool-looking spell, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's 40 points only. Okay. Uh, then we've got all my spells. Then we've got the Burning Head, which yeah. is 20 yeah. points. Actually, we saw this aloud, didn't we? Because it see, was cheap. It used to have an aura. It used to have a six-inch aura for re-rolling ones, but it also be, it used to be really cheap, and you could cast it into your own army, doing mm. D3 Mortal Wounds, which would proc loads of effects. People would kill their own Blood Reavers for Blood Tithe points. People would activate uh, the Oceat Bone Reaper spell with Nagash to teleport Nagash. Um, so, like, the ability to abuse your own dudes was uh, pretty effective. <laughs> uh, also, the reroll ones aura was 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 great um, as well, especially on things like you know Bastilladon shooting, and they could reroll their ones to hit. Um, okay, so then, uh, so the burning head is cast on six. It's set within eight inches. You move eight inches. But after this unit has moved, if there are any units within three inches, then on a two plus, they suffer D three mortal wounds, and then it's removed from play. Right. Okay. Yeah, but only if it does the mortal wounds this time, whereas before it used to just do one. Yeah, you know, just go, wasn't it? Oh, you tried to do it. Yeah. And so if it causes any mortal wounds, oh, no, it starts the same. Yeah. If it causes mortal wounds, then it disappears. Otherwise, it trundles around. Exactly. Has a stroll. Yeah. Cool. 
but it's super cheap. Yeah, 20 okay. points. Like, you could just put it in to just be annoying, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, and then final, the final one, Shards of Alagar, is cast on a five. And you set it up. There are two pieces to this. You set them up within 18 inches of the caster and then 12 inches of each other. Get together, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then they move 12 inches. But they don't move 12 inches. It's kind of specific, right? So you heart, So what happens is, is when you do move them, one stays one of the two halves, and the other one moves up to 12 yeah. inches. Basically, it moves anywhere around the middle one, like a pendulum sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then you can set it up, but it has like to still be... Yeah, yeah, thank you. Like a centrifuge. Mm. Uh, and it has to be within 12 inches when you set it back up. Then you draw a line between the two closest points, and then you halve the move of any units that it's drawn the line across. And they also cannot fly or teleport, basically. They cannot be removed from play via teleport or anything else. Nice. Right? So um, so it's interesting. It's 50 points. I think it always sounds really good, but mm. I don't think it ever really works out as an end of I spell. I think every time I've ever looked at it, I think the, the using of it's like so nichely yeah. done in a game. It's yeah. the... The problem is that the actual bases of the shards are quite big. So although that and they have to be wholly within twelve of each other, mm. so the actual gap between them is only six inches ish. Because I think they're about three inches across. Maybe it's two. So maybe it's about eight nine inches. So that's not a big gap. So, uh, but I mean, it'd be interesting. You could use it then to real double down on something like the palisade so trap a shooting unit between this and the palisade then it's definitely not shooting because it won't be able to move out of the way and it's probably going to take it a couple of turns and every time the palisade's getting bigger and bigger and the shards stopping these things stopping them getting they're going to have to move half move so even if it's an elf that's movement six or eight it's only going four inches so it'll never escape the palisade for the game. <laughs> That's true. That's actually really interesting. Yeah, there might be some really sweet combos for be able yeah. to put together. But I mean, that's you're going to be set setting yourself up just to play against shooting elves, and then and you'd need to teleport two yeah. wizards across the board. Well, this one's quite big range, isn't it? Eighteen plus the twelve, so you're looking at uh, thirty inches. So yeah, but it's eighteen, and you, you you won't get to move it until the next hero phase. But you're right. Uh, doesn't move at the end of the hero phase still? I don't think so. I think this is a setup one. Like, so if successfully cast predatory, uh, when it's when you move it, you just yeah. So you do it. no. It's at the end of the hero phase. It'll move. So it'll be thirty your first threat okay. range. Okay, all right. Brilliant. But obviously thirty less less the width of your base, which I think, like I said, is quite big. Yeah, it's uh, a big base. They're up on the shelf behind me there somewhere. But yeah, I seem to remember they're like three maybe two and a half I inches something like that shocked that they're up on the shelf behind you i don't think i've ever seen one on a table they used ever. to be really useful when you could move block with ender spells because they're yeah. massive like because they're massive all right i did actually miss one sorry the malevolent maelstrom oh, oh yeah. the 10 point spell it used to be 10 points guess what i wouldn't pay 10 what? points for it as it is now yeah like just to just to just it's it powers up when there are some spells cast near it or models die and then if he gets to 10 or something or you roll a 10 or i don't remember because it's shit it does more wounds um that's it right so it's, it's the same 
It's always done that, right? It's, it's always fi- done that weird. And it's 50 points. Okay. 50 points? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> imagine. Imagine thinking that that's worth it. Uh, okay, so uh, that's everything going on uh, with the end of spells. James, Nathan, uh, quick fire. How do you feel about them? Chat, what do you think? Oh, they're great. We're going to be seeing more in the spells. Uh, yeah, definitely. They're fun. Uh, Purple Sun, Quicksilver Swords, they're definite winners. Obviously, Cogs. Kind of interested in doing some sneaky stuff with Snollsay Shackles or something like that. But yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a yeah. huge fan. I think it's all great. James, you? Oh, I think it's really nice that we'll see some endless spells again. Because I think it's been a shame to see that part of the game go. Because I always really like. We liked have it. always seen them. We have always seen them. They just well, been, it's just been a portal. Lots have gone as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that, now that, resurrect, I think. Yeah. The other problem is that they've dropped the points of the faction ones, especially in Gits, which is uh, which I play occasionally. So I'll yeah, obviously they'll be competing with those, and those points have gone down. I so. would say that we might see a bunch of digital FAQs on Saturday for new Ender Spells for the factions. Uh, now, yeah. I've got no information on that. It's just a guess. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. Yeah, but well, I would think huge drops, haven't they? Yeah, so, massive points drops. Thought, so. so I think, or maybe they've just kept them and they're not going to. But I th- I feel like we're going to get you some You've got to get rid of these boxes first. I mean, they've also got to get rid of those Ender Spell boxes, James. All on the mm. same shelf, bro. So, um, uh, so there we go. Okay, all right, next up, battle plans. Grand. Okay, so there are 12 battle plans, okay, and we'll try and go through them uh, quickish. So the first one is uh, there are, there is no objectives on the board, okay? There are four... Star strike. The board is split up into <laughs> into four territories, okay? Uh, so is yep. this battle lines drawn? This is battle lines drawn, yes, Nathan. Cool. Um, Right. So in this battle, units cannot be removed from the battlefield with an effect that would allow them to be set up again later in the battle. Okay. Oh, chameleon so no... skinks gone. Chameleon skinks gone. <laughs> Teleports gone. Yeah. Lacquan gone. Oh, Lacquan is useless. Light, later in the battle. Oh, so this is the you can't deep strike stormcast 2022. Correct. No, but it's every army. You can't you can't use teleports or anything. No yeah, hand yeah, of yeah. gork or anything. But there's one of these every bloody edition that's like stormcast. That's factionability. Not today. Yeah. Uh, cannot be removed from the battlefield. No, it's in this battle, units cannot be removed from the battlefield with an effect that would allow them to be set up later in the battle. Oh, you know, I guess that's true. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, unless it's like, unless just the. You can't the... put them on, take them out. So you can't. T- it's either I can't ever deploy something off yeah, the board. Yeah, you can, you can or... deep strike, you just can't teleport. Okay. okay. That's some janky writing. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. so like, uh, it's just about specificity, right? Like, so I c- you can deep strike stuff into it. But either way, uh, the, the, the objectives in this are actually four quarters of the board. Okay. As opposed to any objective points. So, like, you split the oh. board up into four quarters, and you just hold that quarter of the board like you would hold a normal objective. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. this is a rough one for KO, because they can't fly high. Good yeah. example. Thanks, chat. Um, yeah. now James, you're going to have to do bigger rings. <laughs> square shaped rings. Square rings. Four rectangles. Giant rectangles. <laughs> uh, will that stop fly high? It will stop fly high. It will also stop the Sylvaneth tree walk. It would stop uh, using 
the uh, the gnaw holes for um, Skaven. For Skaven, yes. Okay. Now the other bit, uh, no Laoquan either, unfortunately. Even though we just bigged him up loads. The other bit is it's really fun. Is um, that if you were to take a Kraken Eater, yeah, you could kick one of the objectives. But the objective would be the quarter of the board. But it's not an objective, is it? It is. The whole quarter of the board is the objective. Oh. So you could kick the board off the board. Uh, but it doesn't say it doesn't use the term objective, it uses one quarter of the battlefield. It does, it does right there. Right. Each quarter is controlled in the same manner as an objective. Call rules eighteen point one one. In addition, each quarter counts as an objective oh. for the purpose of grand strategies, battle tactics. And I take it back. Yeah. You win. So, if you get a Kraken Eater, this Kraken fucking kicks stuff all over the place. The the board. Do you know what the best would be? If you kicked all quarters of the board into one quarter of the board. <laughs> Is that the best thing? <laughs> or if you kick them all off the board. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I don't think it needs an FAQ at all. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just a fun thing, and it might not even be possible. Who cares? Right? Just fun. Right? Uh, all right. Thanks. Thanks. Apparently, it, the restrictions meaning you can't. But it's it was fun while we talked about it. Okay. So I also like someone pointing out that it this basically works with the terrible cardboard battle mats. It does. You're right. Correct. So kick them. That'd be funny. Just see them slowly move apart. Just chuck again. Them. Again, you can't do that, okay? But it's so what, what about when you deploy a faction terrain? It has to be three inches away from an objective. You can't deploy it. Oh, fuck. Fuck! No faction terrain. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> fuck! <laughs> I haven't thought about that. Uh, hold on. Let's see. In this battle, oh. players fight for control. Four quarters in. Each quarter is controlled in the same manner. Except the models. Each quarter counts as an objective. Oh, no. And and does... Each count as, as counts as an objection for the purposes of grand strategies, battle tactics, and abilities. It doesn't say terrain. Uh, but I think yeah, faction that's terrain. an ability. Yeah, well, kind of... yeah. Okay, and then so Sylvaneth can't put trees down. Nathan, you can't put down your 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 shrine and pot. Sorry, uh, no boats. So then what? But then terrain rules. I can't put any terrain down either. Just regular terrain. Yeah. Because it has to be a certain distance. Well, no, it's abilities. That's not an ability. That's set up, isn't it? Okay. That's not All a battle right. tactic or a grand strategy. So terrain is okay, but... Everything else not. The problem with the faction terrain is it's on their war scroll as an ability, is it? Or is it not? It might be... It not, might not be a, under it's abilities. It's a piece of terrain as it a unit setup, yeah. that then comes under setup, I think. Yeah. Should be okay. Okay, <laughs> time to print a new time to print a new Silvereth Wildwoods Battle uh, uh, War Scroll. Perfect. Okay. Uh, anyway, now that, that you score like normal, so uh, score one, score uh, sorry, hold one, hold two, hold more. Score two, two victory points for a completed battle tactic. Yeah, and then um, uh, you go on to uh, your grand uh, strategy. Yeah, because setup. We're just looking at the gets one. It does say setup isn't under the abilities it's a, a separate heading under the thing okay. so i assume that'll be the same for most of the faction train oh good all right lovely all right so, so the point is though is this is where galley vets might come into account because they can make one quarter of the board a proving ground yeah nice 
which is nice. So they can be like, okay, proving ground. I'm a galley vet. Just tiptoe my way into your part of the board. You don't have any galley vets. I've got that part of the board. I've got your board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got so, it all. So I think this is pro galley vets. Yeah, like yes. where proving ground might come into effect a little bit more, right? Yeah. But no teleports affect quite a lot of armies. Yes. Uh, on like so, like we'll see. We'll see how much play this gets, basically. Uh, so the next up, close. By the way, the names for these are fantastic. So Battlelines Draw. Next one is close to the chest. Okay. Yeah. Now this has got six objectives. Okay, so six. And the deployment's pretty fun. Uh, and then you've got something called the Alpha Objective. Uh, the map shows which objectives belong to which player. At the start of each player's turn, the opposing player picks one of their own objectives to be the Alpha Objective for that turn. For example, if it's an attacker's turn, the defender picks one of the defender's objectives, as shown on the map, to be the Alpha Objective. Okay? So really easy. Yeah. Me and Nathan are playing. Right? It's his turn. Yeah? So then I pick one of my three objectives to be my alpha objective okay yep. easy right if uh score one victory point if you control the alpha objective so you hold one score a point hold two score a point hold more score a point if you hold the alpha objective you score a point and you score two victory points uh if you do a battle attack to that turn yep. the thing about all of this yeah is that intense kind of like conversation with each other like oh what's your alpha objective going to be like oh, i'll be this i'll be that i'm like it's worth one victory point like, come on, man. Like, make it worth at least, like, two. At least. Yeah? Like, I've got to do a lot of talking and a lot of decision-making for one victory point occasionally. I, I really want this to be bumped up to two, personally. Do you? But don't yeah. you think less is more, then? Not in this situation. So, no, or okay. any situation. <laughs> Fair enough, then. <laughs> you size queen, you. <laughs> <laughs> do you like the idea, Nathan, of, uh, of having to make this decision every round? Uh, yeah, I love making decisions all the time, so Perfect. no problem. Yeah, good, good, good. Fuck it's yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's only yeah. So it's only one player for the round. It's not each turn. Oh no, at the start of each player's turn, the opposing player picks. Okay, so it's not. It's twice per round. It's every turn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and as Vince points out in the chat. Uh, the objectives and deployment zones are super fucky. Uh, so you'll be doing a lot of... This will be a really fun one to measure out. Just yeah, FYI so when it's you're... nine away. So there's going to be a bit of a curve yeah. on the corner there. Other yeah, yeah. than that. Uh. Um, so Ooh, I, deployment yeah. sticks incoming. Yeah, deployment sticks incoming. Correct. Yeah, from Games Workshop, <laughs> nine-inch sticks. Here we go. Um, now, Can I would say... deployment quadrants, please, James. James. Yeah, could you make those, please, James? Uh... <laughs> That's in a big envelope. <laughs> uh, right, okay. So the thing about this is, does this benefit galley vets, yes or no? Um, I would say that probably, like, situationally, maybe in the right setup, maybe if they make the right plays, but probably not, if I'm honest. I don't think so, this is... So do we choose the proving ground before they do the alpha objective? Which one comes first? That's a great point. Okay, let's have a read, Obviously, we? the first... Well, the first turn... Start of no. each player's turn. Yeah. yeah. So now I reckon proving ground will be chosen. Proving grounds when the person start gets, of each battle round. Wow. So so yeah. so it's battle round, yeah. and then you would then choose the alpha objective. Uh, yeah. Yes. So yeah. So you could 
could try and make your opponent choose the one you want. Yeah, by making like one that they really control the proving ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And this is Especially all the with with your galivets, obviously. So there there will be some weird play at certain times. But again, I don't think it necessarily comes yeah, into account, right? Very situational, I think. Okay, yeah. good. All right. So so far, we've got one that maybe benefits Galivets, right? Like b- with the with the proving ground. That's battle lines yeah. drawn. But there's also no teleports in this at all, and it's the whole map. So we'll see how people feel about playing that. Uh, right. Then head-on collision. Okay, is the next one. Pretty fun name. Okay. Uh, there are three objectives across the central line. Uh, in a diagonal shape. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, so uh, you score one victory point if you control the objective wholly within your territory and two victory points if you control the objective at the centre of it, right? Yeah. However, in this battle, objectives cannot be controlled in the first battle round. Uh, and you get four if you take your opponent's one. Oh, yeah, well. four if you take your opponent's, sorry, yeah. So it's... Uh, same old. Same old. Um, but players do well, not gain it's control. slightly different. That one used to be like a... A four, a, a diamond. Yeah, the old Border War Savage Gains or whatever it was. So now it's just in a line. So it's a bit more like take and hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with an extra point in the middle between the two. Or yeah. knife to the heart or whatever, yeah. So uh, this is... In this battle, objectives cannot be controlled for the first battle round. Okay? Oof. And the important part is players do not... Con- gain control of the objectives after setup is complete, which means Ooh. the proving ground will come into effect a little bit more mm. because you won't necessarily, like you'll have to be on it in your turn to claim it. So and with a, galivets. And well, well, not and with galivets. Like, if depends if they, they proving, the yeah, if they choose thing. a proving ground. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. because if you're going second, you can be like, right, they've got no Gallivats there. That's their unit that wants to charge across the board and kill me. So I'll choose that one, and then they've got to send that unit to there too. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, this, I think, really benefits Gallivats. So you kind of got two in the bank now for these guys. Uh, yeah. And we've also got... Um, you score one victory point if you gain control of an objective this turn, and there are any friendly Galician veteran units within six inches. So having oh, Galician okay. veteran units will gain you an additional VP in addition. So this is this feels like a, a very pro Galivet one, um, in lots of ways. The extra VP like is fine. There's only so three you could score an there. extra three objectives, uh, uh, extra three points if you take control of all three yes. with Galivets. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could, but then those Galivets are going to have plus one damage against them. So. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. But they've scored three points suddenly. If they've and gained objective, yeah. and it's tough to gain an objective when you're dead. That's where my brain's at. I'm like, I'm yeah. trying to work it out. I don't know what the right answer is, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just trying to... But it's called head-on collision, okay? Uh, the next one is the lurkers below. I think this is one of my favourites. Uh, the lurkers below. Okay. It's like Cthulhu. <laughs> the lurker below. <laughs> yeah. So there are three objectives across the middle, and you deploy on the ends of the board. Yeah, so not okay. lengthways, so but lengthwise. Like battle for the pass. Yes, it's like battle yeah. for the pass, right? Now you've got Conqueror's Momentum. In this battle, you must control the objective on the border of your territory before you can contest the objective at the center of the battlefield. In addition, you must control the objective at the center of the battlefield before you can contest the objective on the border of your opponent's territory. Wow. Which right. is so super... So last season we had Fortnite, and this season we've got 
Call of Duty. You've got it, baby. Yeah, we've got it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and also objectives. Was that one those Galatian veterans? On? They were <laughs> yeah. fucking Call of Duty bastards. Yeah, oh, that's where they're from. Uh, and then uh, again, same thing. Objectives cannot be controlled in the first battle round. Uh, okay. So but it means that everyone can get the middle. Enough. They've not stated. The thing that they stated in the other one for some reason. What? That you don't take control of it. They cannot be controlled in the first battle round. I guess yeah. the same would apply. I guess they don't need to. I guess they don't need to. They've say used it. different words to say the the same thing, have they? Yeah. So you, so you gain you gain control after after it of deployment. You can't control it in the first turn, which makes so, me think it becomes so, neutral. Yeah, that's. Why have they used different words? That's a great question. It maybe just didn't fit on the page. Um, Two different people wrote it. That's probably no, true. No, the first part of the rule is the same words, and then the other one has got, and it's even got the same name, Deadly Desonance. Objectives. <laughs> it's weird. And this one comes before the other one. In... <laughs> Who knows? Nathan, stop making me curious. feel bad about it. It is very curious. <laughs> Thanks to Ilpipsy for subscribing. Uh, so that guy yeah, the other one it says specifically Deadly Desonance. So same same title. In this battle, objectives cannot be controlled in the first battle round. So same sentence. But then they've got another sentence. Players do not gain control of the objectives after setup is complete. Cool, Sweet. blah, blah, blah. But Sweet. no... Didn't I'm going to say, there. because they've got the same name and they start the same, I'm just going to, in my head, apply the same rule. Seems fair. Oh, I'm not, because the word's It'd be interesting there. considering how much they like the copy and paste function if they just copied and pasted. <laughs> they do love the copy and paste function. Maybe You're right, it didn't James. fit, look, because they needed to fit that little sto- uh, scaven in. It didn't fit, so they just cropped a bit. <laughs> I but do there's, like that. There's a blank piece of page there that it could have gone in, even. Like, if. I yeah. I like that they've had to tell us the battle length is five rounds. Like, th- that just could be somewhere else in the whole. It doesn't matter. Um, okay, so then you've got Glorious Victory. So, this is the one where you auto win. If you control all of them, you automatically win. And that's the only way to win a major victory. Correct. Correct. So, you don't score points, you just score Glorious Victory only. Yes, you only. Well, so I guess is... you don't even score points for doing battle tactics. Oh no, you, but they're useful in making a minor victory. So you still record whether you do battle tactics. Yeah, I it's mean... a minor victory or a major victory. It's like all or nothing. Capture the flag. It's trench warfare. That's what we're playing. Yeah. Also, it's going to be boring as piss because it's a straight fucking line. Like, like, come on. That can't be fun. Look at it. It's just a straight line of objectives. Like, if they didn't have one in the middle, I think it would be maybe more interesting. Like, but you've but, got to commit to run and not like. So you can attack from the. So you can attack from the flanks, right? Like, you know, you got to kind of defend that back one. While I guess there's a weird jank, right? Where I guess so. Do you commit to the middle to take theirs, or do you just ignore the middle, go for theirs, and in theory, then. They can't hold the middle, so you take theirs, they lose the middle. I guess this is interesting with the concept of having Gallic vets in your army. So yeah. let's say you had a 30 block of something that's counting as 90. You teleport 
and you just dash it on your opponent's back objective. Like, you could comfortably put two units of 30 Gallivets, like, yeah, in your no, army. All you, all you do is you just proving ground their objective. They've got no Gallivets. You control the two center ones with all your army, and then you just drop one toe of one Gallivet onto their objective don't even need and to, take if, it off from under them, win the game. If, if you yeah, can yeah, prove yeah, yeah, ground that saying. back yeah. one, and they have no galley vets. They can't hold any objective because if they don't hold yeah. their own one, they can't hold the middle, can they? Yeah. Yeah. So this but is a galley vet one, I think. But it's but it's all to do with army construction, right? Like if oh, this and is proving ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like if you're well, tabled, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like if you are, if this is in a pack, if this is in a pack at a tournament, you say to yourself, okay, that's in a pack. You you you're wondering whether or not you're gonna take some galley vets anyway, right? You might have a unit of five tree revenants that are in like two units of five tree revenants that are in. Mm that pack uh, that are in the, the battalion, sorry, uh, Conquerors, and then you just, like, throw forward your whole army into the middle, grab that, proving ground their back one, drop in the two Gallivet guys at the back that count as yeah. 15. It doesn't even matter that they count as 15, actually. Right? You just, no, you just need one toe yeah. of the dude on. That's yeah. all you need. It's, yeah. it's also a hilarious one, purely because if, you, if your opponent comes with all the bounty hunters and you come with all the Gallivets, and they're like, well, I'm just going to smash this into oblivion. All you have to do is keep a unit alive, win the last priority, and be like, priority, whatever this one. Mm. Keep a model on it, and they're like, I agree, you get a minor I agree, I agree with you, though. I think it's pro Gallivets. I also love yeah. the idea of two incarnates in the middle just beating the fuck out of each other for like for the, the whole, whole game. game. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> And then no, no one, one retreating. Retreat. No one can <laughs> retreat. Happen. And you're like, okay, I guess this is going to be a, a draw. Can't wait for round five. Um, yeah. I well, think I can it... see, like, if somebody has brought no Gallivets and they win the drop, then they'll be like, oh, I'll give you first turn and I'll just prove in ground my own straight away. So you can't own, the, you can't own anything on the first turn, though, right? Well, no, yeah, yeah. So I just... But still, just proving ground your own then in that first turn. Get it yeah, out the way. Go second. So then, proving ground yeah. your own. Yeah, good. Yeah. So then you can never be, proving never have ground. it taken out from under your feet, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then so, just. Yeah, you'll just be burning the proving grounds as fast as you can, basically, so that they can't be used against you. And then just go for a fight in the middle. Yeah. And then yeah. just run across and punch somebody in the face. Yeah, I reckon this one probably could get in the bin, to be honest. But anyway, uh, so so that's uh, the lurkers below. Pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, the mighty and the cunning. Now, this one is the one that I probably, at the minute, for the next couple of months, I know that sounds like a long time, would leave out of the game. Huh? Okay? Right? Like, And I have a reason Two for this. Two of the six months. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, two of the six months. I know it sounds like a lot, right? But like, I would leave it out because currently you don't really like. We don't really know what the meta will be like for having galley vets, bounty hunters, and all that other stuff. Anyway, right? As we've talked about, some of the other battle plans, you might be able to be pretty clever with the proving ground galley vet mechanic. This yeah. one is there are uh, four objectives in the middle. You deploy lengthwise against each other. Okay, and then just really simply, there's no other special terms. Oh, uh, in this battle, the same objective can be picked as the proving ground more than once per battle. So that's a special right. rule. Okay. Yeah. Okay. However, every time you kill a galley vet, it's worth two victory points. And, and, and there's no stipulation on that. So I could kill three galley vet units 
in a turn and get six victory points. And if they were contesting a objective, you get extra points as well. So it could get nine yeah. points. Yeah. And uh, and that's yeah, yeah. So and then I'm gonna get plus one damage against them, right? Yeah. So do you see what I mean? I would leave this out of an event yeah. pack or playing with your mates. For well, they've, a while. they've they've tried to balance the proving ground thing, haven't they? By then making the Galician veterans worth more, but yes. it's probably swung Two it too points far. Is a lot, though. Yes, they have swung it a lot. If if that was restricted to only one, and one per one battle round, once yeah, each turn, once the per... same as the monsters used to be, right? Yeah, 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 or battle round, yeah, which worked really for a whole season. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then someone went, oh, let's make it huge. Yeah, so I would leave this out at the minute, mainly because I feel like it throws off a bunch of like numbers, like it, yeah. like, and especially if you're playing five rounds, this feels like everything else you can kind of be like, oh, I'm gonna, t- I might take some Galivets, I might not. This just feels like just a big loss for them. And like Nathan says, they tried to balance the fact that you could do the proving grounds twice with the fact that a unit that's already score... going to get plus one damage against it is now worth loads of victory points. But but also, which blows my mind even more. Is that the most you can score from this is three. And if I kill a Gallivet unit, I get two. You could get three, so If I yeah. kill two <laughs> Gallivet units, I score more for killing two units than I can score in an entire round of scoring. Yeah. Because it's score yeah. one, score two, score more. Ooh. I'm ignoring battle tactics for now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. If you kill two Gallivets that are on objectives, you've, scored, you've racked up six points. You having a great time yeah yeah now the important point is is if it turns out that galliavats are important or you want like there's another battle plan we're going to talk about in a bit right which is like the counter to this where galliavats are great right yeah they've been okay in some other ones but there's another one that's great in fact we'll skip straight to it right and then we can have that conversation all all in one go because then that kind of saves us the time so the other one is the last one i'm pretty certain won't back down yeah so these names are they're good yeah. Yeah. So this turns this turns your galley vets into rally vets. Thank you to MJ Pegasus for that joke earlier. I loved it. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> so rally points. Okay. Um, this is in this battle. If a player uses the rally command and the unit receives the command <coughs> wholly within six inches of an objective they control, when they roll a dice for a slain model from that unit, they can return one slain model on a five up. So rally on a five up. If you're okay. If you're controlling an objective, right? Or within six inches of an objective. Yeah, wholly within. Yeah, wholly okay. within. Yeah. Right? However, however, if it's Gallivets, it's a four up. Nice. Okay. Mm. So uh, so that's pretty good Like on your like super tanky. But this is this feels like... Uh, oh, and, and it is, just so you know, uh, this is six objectives. So three in your opponents. And you, right. you, you play lengthways. Okay? Um now, obviously, like rally on a four ups massive for galley vets, um, but like, do you see what I mean? I would probably leave those two out at the minute because they probably change the math on all of the battle plans a little bit too much. Yeah, mm. I think that one, but that one, like, yeah, I mean, just, it's just for just for the first couple of weeks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, this one is still even normal units get it to getting it on a five up, so it's different. So five up and a four up, it's still, yeah. This one is less of a differential than the other one. The other one seemed like they'd tried to balance it, but not really at all. Mm. So, mm. yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I would I would just... I, I would. So, what do you think? Do you, can you see what I mean? That I would probably play all the others, 
right? And I would probably leave these two to the side for a little bit. Yeah. And for a pickup game, I'd be really conscious of just saying to my friend, hey, bud, I know you're going to play, like, like, what are we going to play? Which mission? Because actually, if you end up playing this and you bring, like, a, a big Conqueror's Gallivet army, maybe you're in a much better position, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, because Phoenix Guard with a four-up rally is pretty rough. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Great day out. For Phoenix Guard that counters three with a four-up rally. Having a great day out. Yeah, having having a great day out. Um, okay, so those are those ones. Uh, like, so no, so you can't rally pink horrors, right? Uh, so that's important to talk about. Oh, you can't, okay. you can't rally pinks. Uh, Why not? Because you're, you're not allowed to. You can't oh, return. Okay. You can't return models. They're not count. They, rally is rally is on slain models, and pink horrors when they're destroyed aren't counted as slain anymore. Oh, okay. So there's no interesting. Um, otherwise, they'd be still everywhere. Yeah, like, they're yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, uh, so we've done the Mighty and the Cunning. Uh, so the Nidus Paths, I love this one. The Nidus Paths. Oh, this is the old Realm Gate one, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, uh, kind of, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, so the Nidus where Paths. You used to have four, that one that you where you won the South Coast on, Four yeah, Realm baby. Gates. Four up, mate. That one. Four up, mate. <laughs> I guess I'm going to put this spider fucking Arachnorot through this portal, mate. No problem. Um, uh, yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> so Are spiders going to be good at this one? Uh, I mean, they're the 100 points. Oh, they're, they're 100 points. Mounted. No, they're not allowed to be. Sorry, buddy. Um, right, so there are four corners, obviously, on this board, right? And then opposite corners, parallel corners. Parallel, opposite? Nathan, help me out. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. So, it, so the opposite in the center corners. Of each, in the center of each quarter is an objective. Yes. And then, you, then you've got, like... Uh, Diagonal deployment, basically, haven't you? Correct. So. However, at the corners of the board, yeah, yeah, very corner. So top left-hand corner, if you're looking at a board, is Nidus Path B, and then bottom right-hand corner is Nidus Path B. Top right-hand corner uh, is uh, Nidus Path A. Diagonal corners, yeah. Yeah, and then so opposite and diagonal corners. Then bottom left, okay. So it's important. So different opposite corners, okay. Yeah. Um. Right. So the battlefield. Yeah. So the battlefield hosts four tunnels called the Nidus Paths. Each Nidus Path is located at the corner of the battlefield, as just talked about. At the end of the movement phase, players can pick one friendly unit wholly within six inches of a Nidus Path. And if they do so, they must remove that unit from the battlefield, set it up again wholly within six inches of the other Nidus Path, um, more than nine inches away from all other enemy units. For example, if you mm, so, okay. but you can only go A to A, B to B. Yeah. Right. Does that make so sense? you can go diagonally across the board from corner to corner, basically. Yes, and then there are no other special. It's just score one, score two, score more, and do your battle tactics. Okay, and there are four objectives. But I quite like this one, right? Well, yeah, I I think it favours shooting armies because nobody else fights in the corners. I've I've never fought anybody in a corner. If yeah, you teleport to the fighting zone. Yeah, but the fighting zone is not in the corner. But it zones. could be. You could make it the corner. <laughs> it's not that far. Corner to objective isn't that far. Yeah. And you set up within six inches, right? So, like, it's just a big yeah. nine-inch long bomb charge. Yeah? Yeah. Just put yeah. Craggy through there, bro. Yeah. Yeah, 3d6 charge. Mm -hmm. I haven't got a Craggy, but, yeah, if I had one, I could do that. 
If anyone wants to send Nathan a craggy, please do get in touch. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want a craggy. <laughs> How can you be a destruction player without a craggy? Oh, he's a piece of chaos model. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, anyway, I love this one. I think this one's cool. This will be play for some really fun games. I think this one's quite interesting. I love this. Right, pri the prize of Galette, so not many left now, um, yep. is... Uh, so this is the Amberstone Deposits. Okay, this one's this one is a bit of a head fuck, so stick with me. I know it's late. In this battle, victory points scored for objectives you control can only be scored if the objective has been activated. Okay? Right. Yeah. There are five objectives, one in the middle, and then the others around them making like a cross, effectively. Yeah? yeah? Or a plus sign. Okay? But none of them are active at the start of the game. Okay, yeah. so none are active. Gotta turn them on. You gotta turn them on. Yeah. At the start of each battle round, after the players have determined who will take the first turn, the player who will take the second turn must pick one objective on the battlefield to be activated. Okay. Okay, so you get the one drop, you go second, you give yep. your opponent the first turn. Yep. Then you activate an objective. Activate yeah. objectives. Oh, yeah. You could make it an alpha objective thing. Uh, you're proving round. That's, proving yeah, that's the one. Activated objectives remain activated for the rest of the battle. In addition, oh. the objectives on the border of the player's territory cannot be activated at the start um, until the start of the second battle round. So you have ah, to choose. So... so you have to choose one in the middle to start. Start with right? interesting. 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 I really like this one. Okay, obviously benefits the one drop. That's because uh, you like amber bone. I do like amber bone. Also, I'm not right. stupid, and I always take one drop. So I'm not like how many drops you're like eighty three hundred. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like so. This is good, right? So you can be like that units that objective's activated. I might make it a proving round as well. I guess. Oh no, it's start the battle round. So you wouldn't be able to do it first turn. You wouldn't be able to make it, James. You wouldn't be able to make uh, it okay. a proving round because that's start of the battle round. Okay. Yeah. So you won't be able to do that. Okay. okay, but you could set it up for the next round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of planning out your turns, I think, in this season, in this six-month period. Cool. Okay. All right. Next up, the realms. Is it not done at the same one objective to be at the start? Uh, so it's done the... at the same time at the start of the battle round. After the players have determined who will take the first turn, the player who will take the second turn can pick one objective on the battlefield to be the proving ground until the end of that battleground. So it's the same time? Wow. Okay. So you can do it. And then this one is exactly the same words, isn't it? At the, uh, da -da -da -da. At the start of each battle round, after the players have determined who will take the first turn, the player who will take the second turn must pick so one objective. So it needs an FAQ. So, yeah. You... It happens at the same time, so you should be able to. Yeah, so in theory, the player who's, like, by current rules, whoever's turn it is gets to decide the order, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I turn that on. Oh, it's a proving ground. Well, it's not in anybody's turn because it's at the start well, of the battle yeah. round before the turns time. have started. So, yeah. So it happens at the same time. So I guess you could do them both. Great. Okay, that's nice. Love that. So you, you can turn it on and then make it a proving ground. If your opponent's got no galley vets then they can't control it yeah nice okay nice um uh, all i'm hearing is battle regiment to always go second correct like 
proving ground really benefits battle regiment more than anything else as as far as i'm aware right like maybe battle regiment to get yourself two bully units two hunt uh, whatever they're called two hunters they're not called that. yeah two hunters and one small little galley vet unit that you can use just to tow objectives uh, galley, you galley vet units but just you put so that in your battle get, right yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just a little tiny, fast maneuverable or teleporty type unit yeah. that can just go and tow objectives when you need to with your main army in front of them. Okay, all right, yeah. So, like, I, I think this one would be really fun to play, though. Like, it yeah. would be, it would be very engaging. Activate, yeah. Like, especially if you got a button, you press and it did like. Big old, like, uh, remember Robot Wars? <laughs> Time robots activate! I would love that. That'd be great. <laughs> okay. okay, so the next one sucks. Okay, it's called the Realmstone Cache. And Nathan, you're going to love it. Okay, so, great. yeah, like, I hate this one. Okay, so the deployments are very oh, small. Word, the deployments are tiny. I hate it already. <laughs> <laughs> so the deployment Haven't is... Haven't I seen how many models I bring? <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> right, so deployment's small. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and then there's one objective in the middle. One. There's arrows of where it moves. Am I on? James is in. James is back in the game. Every event. I hate you both. You're such dicks. Right. Okay. So at the start of the third battle round, the Realmstone Cache explodes. Yes. And two different portions of it end up in different parts of the board. If you roll a one and two, so. There's two bits, so it either goes like top, middle, or bottom, top, middle, okay. or bottom on both sides. So there are two, right? So it explodes and it goes out. So you're battling over the middle for the first two turns, but then it explodes and it goes somewhere else. This one sucks. There's a lot of just absolutely bully the fuck out of each other in the middle, in my opinion, which is pretty rough for a, a game system where, where Battleline are getting plus one damage against them. Yeah. Like... But, because there's been, like, what, four? Where there's just, like, there's one objective in the middle. Good fucking the, luck. The worst one, I think, is that one where it's, like, take the middle, take the take yours, take the middle, take the... Call of Duty. Call yeah, of yeah. Duty seems the most, like, we're going to have a fight in the middle, and maybe one of us is going to send a unit for the other one, but uh, is that ever going to happen? Probably not. Well, I mean, this is also one objective in the middle. Yeah, for two turns, and then it splits. It's not as much fun as Grease Goblin or whatever that was. Shifting objectives, best map. But ever. then maybe, then maybe this is the reason that you're gonna take loads of galley vets, right? Like you play one objective, I... you just yeah. you just count. You just have thirty bros counted as fucking ninety bros, and you're like proving ground. I'm ninety guys. Like what you got? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, even if, like, you've got to have a stunk of a unit to kill 90 models, even in a turn, right? Well, no, they're not 90 models, they're, though. They're, they're 30, 30 models. models. But even then, you've got to have and a stunk of a unit. And you're damaged, too. So, effectively, they're only 15 models. So well, I mean, Nathan could just have 60 shit gits. No offense, Nathan. Right? Yeah. Uh, they're <laughs> beautiful little green fellas. Nathan could have 60 lads. James, you can have 60 clan rats yeah, yeah. in the Conqueror's Battalion. Just sling them forward. Right and like, if they kill forty, you'd be like, okay, uh, I'm sixty on this objective. Do you beat D3 me? D three, come back. Uh, okay, sorry, sorry. D three, okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't right. forget it. Yeah. D three, what come back? D three, clan rats every battle shop face. Yeah. Um. Uh. Thank you, Cartor TV, uh, right. for resubscribing. Um. And also, Roscoe does point out that he keeps talking about the Law Seeker every time we mention battle plan, and he is right. I don't want to. We don't need to just. Oh, that bloody elf. Who I now feel like is, he just dies, though. Do you know he's no longer unique? 
hate him. In he's a hero GSP. though, right? But he's not unique. He was unique and he's no longer unique. How many are you taking now? Six. <laughs> How many objectives are there, James? Like, <laughs> as many he dies pretty fast though, right? What is he, like a four-up save? No, he's a three-up save with eighth of quartz. So he's like, fuck you, all-out defense, finest hour, ah, eighth fine. of quartz, plus three saves. Just curse him. Yeah, I'm going to shove him, ram a fucking... Race the swords you know up what? his yeah, butthole. Just, just, just him. give him race the swords. <laughs> Twice. Cast it, race his swords. Move it, race his swords. You're dead. It's now uh, racist against elves. Uh, thanks, it's, it's Goose, for subscribing. Um, right, so then... So anyway, so the, the next one... The next one... Nath, I think you're going to like this, but I hate it, okay? Yeah, I'll tell right. you why, right? Because, okay, because guess what? Um, Scorched Earth is back, right? Eight objectives. Yeah. James... All those other dickheads who are selling only six objective rings, we've got them, baby. Eight objective rings are back. Are you joking? No, the I'm not. Day, the other day, people, like, for the whole thing, people are like, I'd like to buy six. And I kept being like, but we've always sent eight. And yeah, I, yeah. I'm a weirdo, and I don't like change, and I'd rather you had two spares. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so eight. Yeah, has game has the honest war gamer objective marker syndicate collaborated with Games Workshop? No, but still, okay. So if you get we've got them under the influence of something, we've influ we've influenced them. Yeah, yeah, we've influenced them. Right, okay. So this hey, is go on. Because Games Workshop were buying them. Several sets to games sent to Games Workshop HQ. Go. We won't talk about that. Okay. <laughs> right. So shh, shh. Uh, Okay. <laughs> right, so the silk steel nets, right? So there are eight objectives and the important part is is after turn 2 you can burn the opponent's objective as long uh, as long as you're within an inch of it. Okay? Happy with that? Easy yep. peasy. Right, so fun. One of the oh, best battle plans. Yeah, one of the oh. best battle plans is back. Unfortunately, it has this additional thing which I would like to retcon out. Scuttling horrors. After an objective has been, don't forget, it's called spiders. the spiders silk steel nets. Yeah, spiders, spiders are back, but weirdly only affects spiders. Uh, after an objective has been <laughs> pillaged, so after you've burnt one, before it's removed from play, the player whose turn it is taking place must roll 2d6 for each unit within nine inches of the pillage objective. If the roll is equal to or greater than the bravery characteristic of that unit, that unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. What? Okay, so, so uh, you pillage well, so your objective after the after the battle shock phase. So these stats. Yeah, but it means so basically, James, oh. low bravery this... units. Yeah, it near... buggers up scaredy cats. Why? Yeah. Why scared guys? Scuttling <laughs> hogs don't just attack <laughs> scared guys. Well, I, I what I don't so the bit I don't understand. So what are we destroying? Hang An on. objective. What are we destroying? Webs. No, we're not Still destroying. We're harvesting place. webs. Yeah, we're harvesting webs. Okay. Yeah. So we're fighting so over webs. Apparently, spiders attack people that are scared, but... In no, I'm my... guessing we're legging it, right? In my... We're legging it. Mm. We're scared of spiders. That's yeah, what on, we're Nate. saying. No, no, no. Hold on. No, What's but people that are scared are more likely to avoid spiders and less likely to get bit by them. So they should be... It should be the exact opposite way around. The braver you are, the more likely you're going to get bit by a spider because you're not scared of them. I agree with Nathan. That yeah. makes way more sense. For every 10, you automatically take D12 mortal wounds. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I actually...
actually don't understand in this one. Yeah. Personally. Like, if you're in a battle, I'm to run the mortal rounds. I'm, I'm loving it. Carnage is happening. Uh-huh. I've ran across the battlefield. I've to got harvest to the, some... other, to the other side, into my op- deep to the heart of my opponent's territory. Correct. I'm so overwhelming them that I can steal their shit. You're loving it. They can't stop me. They can't. Yeah. And then I see a, a spider so small, yeah. it's, not even, it's not even seeable to the overlords playing the game. Correct. And then I die. Well, you, you take some damage. It might also kill you, depending on where yeah. you are in the game. I think uh, getting outside of the narrative... I know we are a narrative channel. But getting out of that for a small moment, I think the fact that the best battle plan is back... It's back, baby. The best battle plan is back. And it's and eight then, objectives. Uh, yeah, like eight objectives. I'd run this one at every event. Me too. Me too. But then it's just got a negative for fucking gits. Like, or Skaven or something. Like, it's just like people that don't have high bravery. They're like, ha, 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 ha you suck. Like, so I personally would think, yeah, like, good point, Biscuit Jesus. I don't know what bravery a spider rider is, Nathan. Four. Four. So probably when you roll 2d6, you roll above it, which means they're taking d3 mortal wounds, right? Mm. Which doesn't make any sense, because it's literally spiders on spiders. Yeah. Okay. Spiders so, on spiders. But you know, that spiders, spiders running spiders from spiders. Of the time. Yeah. So, like, but my spiders are bigger than their spiders. My spiders should eat their spider. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm just going to FAQ this at all of my events that that, doesn't, that rule doesn't apply. I just cross it out. Just get a big Sharpie at home when you get your book. Just cross that out. Like, I don't is know the, what... What does it add to the game? What does it add? It's the concept to try and make me not think about burning an objective for D3 Mortal Wounds. No. Yes. Yeah, I think I think it's like, oh, if you though, burn right? it, you might take some damage. But if if I've taken it, like if I send a whole unit across, my aim is to take that objective. So if I've taken the objective, burnt the objective, there's no objective there. I mean, I'm not you sure can you do, even lose anything. You can do some damage to theirs because nine inches as well is quite a big circle. So mm. you'll be doing damage to like a big area inside uh, their territory. Okay. Oh, so you could Galatian vet it, take it. Drop in some sp- spite revs. No yeah. And then just do like a little bomb inside yeah. their thing. Okay. Yeah. I missed it was all. I thought it was just whoever was burning. No, everybody within nine inches. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna hate it if like somebody nicks it out from under me. All my go- my little gobble blues are gonna be running around getting chased by spiders. Uh, like no, I like this. Eric Sorbonne says, doesn't it bother you that this is the same battle plan? They've just added something stupid to it. Well, he didn't say that last bit, but I've added that. Um, <laughs> but I, it's my favorite battle plan. I'm so happy it's back. It's my favorite battle plan. This is when like you know when everyone's like, I've got the most fucking nails army in the world, right? Every aura is perfect. And when I fight on this one objective, I'm the king of the road. And then you're like, okay, there are eight objectives now. Spread your army out. And they're like, oh, fuck. Also so weird <laughs> that most of yeah. these are like minimal objective battle plans. And then and then they put eight back in. Because like, it's been a long time since I laid out eight objective markers. But they be- definitely all touch. They do. Yeah, they touch in a line, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love this. I love this. I glad it's back. I just think they should oh, go to Scuttling Horrors. They overlap. Yeah, that's what they should Ooh, do. Overlap. They do. Uh, right, so the next one. The next one is Turf War. 
Okay, so a couple of little bits. No reserves. All units must be set up on the battlefield. So we have two, which uh, kind of affect reserves and other stuff. Uh, well, teleports and things. And if a unit yeah. is set up in reserve, all of the models in the unit are slain and the unit is destroyed. So, no reserves don't for any of do you. Don't, don't do that, do that. Don't do James, that. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, however, claustrophobic killing grounds is the other rule. Summoned units cannot shoot or charge in the turn in which they were added to your army. So, good. yeah, okay, good. Nice I think that should just be... I don't know about you, but I personally think that should just be a rule anyway. Core rule. Like a core rule. Yeah, summoned. Opinion. I think, like, if you teleport, fine. If you summon, nah. Because it also yeah. makes summoned units turn five pointless. I agree. I agree. Unless there's nothing on an objective, in which case it's someone's fault for leaving it, I guess. But again, this is just two battle plans. Yeah? Objectives. So, uh, sorry, two objectives, sorry. So just two objectives. So you're just going to be battling over those two objectives, uh, which is a bit... It's a turf war, though, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is a turf war. Uh, so that's that's the one. And then we've talked about went back down. So that's all of the battle plans, my friends. Mm, my nice. good and kindly friends. So what do you think so far? <clears throat> Cool. Let's play them. Okay. All Except right. for that one that we didn't like. Let's not play that one. Uh, Is there think, anyone? <laughs> I think I actually would play all of them apart from that 2VP one, which I think is really badly balanced. And I, I mean, it's really hard to say, right? Without playing any of the General's Handbook. And I know you discussed that there's the one where we can rally units back easier if they're veterans, but not. But I think like you can, like I can stop, you can stop me rallying. So I bring all veterans and you have very few. And you're like, oh, all his units rally on a four up. But you can put them in combat <clears throat> and stop them ever doing it. Yeah. Whereas that one where. And yours rally on a five up, so it's not yeah, that much for us anyway. It's not huge. But I do, I just think that one where it's like score more VP. Yeah, the mighty and the cunning. So yeah. shatter their strength, score I... two if they're a veteran, three if they're contesting objective. Like, that's the only one I'm like, I just put that in the bin. Oh, what, the one or, where you just run across the middle? It, uh, the, no, that mighty and the cunning where you get two VPs for killing a unit of Galar I would, I would also, I would also initially put that in the bin. I'd also put the rally on a four-up in the bin. At the minute, I just put them to a side. I just say, look, fuck that those off. Doesn't doesn't offend me as much i think like rally on a four-up annoying but like this one like you know like if you go to an event and and the weird old general's handbook and i know we talked about it the other week when we talked about once for this one and one of the things i said is i'd really like to see score one score two score more yeah consistent and like mm. this whole thing is pretty much score one score two score more right one, one auto win oh yeah i mean the below that that uh call a gt one that you're talking about that's the one where if you control all three you auto win so, so i think that one's 12. a bit janky yeah i'm still not sure about that one but i think i'd have to play it but it's just mm. this one where i'm like oh it's the like even almost worse than that other thing because you go to events and you'd be like oh i finished my round and people would be like oh what was it and you'd be like oh it was a score one score two score more and i got 15 and they got 17 or i got 22 and they got 18 and everyone's like oh it was close then and you're like yeah pretty much all of them are close and then you play one of those weird janky ones and they'd be like oh what was the score and i'd go oh 64 2 yeah and i feel like that gallant and veteran one now is the only one where like you could spiral because someone could take msu grots 
for picking on Nathan. And then someone would just turn up and be like, well, I got none. No Gallatin veterans. A table, yeah. I scored 64 points. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah no, I, I didn't agree even with... play the battle plan. And I just would because I just... Just went around hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. Units. yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you, James. I think that should, shouldn't be in there as well, especially because I'm pretty certain that the Hunter's Battalion makes the game problematic. Like, not like not hugely. I don't think the game's broke or anything silly like that, but I think that like it's going to have such a big effect. Should we just quickly go through, because I know it's late, if you guys are okay with it. We've still got the grand mm. strategies and the battle tactics. That's the only elements left yeah. of the GHB, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, to give us like a clear picture of what we think the game is going to be like in the future. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so final bit. Grand strategies. Uh, so this is two forty-two. Uh, so, so grand strategies and uh, battle tactics. So the ones from the core book won't apply. The ones from Thondia won't apply. So these are the grand strategies that you choose for your army now, unless you choose the ones from your battle tome. Unless your TO is not banning grand strategies and battle tactics from your battle tome. Okay, so we've got a bit of a haves and have not situation. Although, like we talked about previously, with the white dwarf updates, pretty much every army has got some of their own battle tactics and grand strategies okay they're still super imbalanced they're super imbalanced correct james so they should only use these correct okay um these are terrifying though yeah yeah you're right okay so the so the grand strategy so these are worth three victory points okay so you've got no place for the week when the battle ends you complete this grand strategy if there are no battle line units from your opponent's starting army on the battlefield seems like an easy one to take when you are constantly fighting galley vets or not depending on what the galley vet yeah. like because they might the battle line could be core grunters or fulminators yeah uh fulminators could be yeah or yeah, dragons be, yeah. or yeah. fucking uh stone horns or something like that yeah. yeah so okay so you're right but i don't think too bad right and you're right anything could be stone or magmadroths right? yeah they seem to be good yeah, yeah, they do seem to be good, actually. Uh, tame the land. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if you control all of the objectives on the battlefield that are wholly outside of your territory. Probably unlikely to do that because that's like, that's a win-more situation, right? I've done really yeah. well and I win, but it's not a like, uh, okay. If, you've, if you're doing that, you've probably won the game anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right? Uh, I so... hate those control objective ones. Just saying. I, I see. I don't mind. I don't <laughs> mind. Like I, we, used, there used to be one in Age of Sigmar Zero where it was pick one terrain piece at the start of the battle, outside of your deployment zone, and control it at the end of the game. And I always thought that was really fun. Like, oh no, you had to control it at the end of turn four, which was kind of like you forgot twenty five percent of the time. Yeah, ninety five percent. But it was a good one. I liked that one. I thought it was good. Everybody was like, "Where were we turn four? Yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, right, okay. Um, so you defend what's ours. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if there are no enemy units wholly within your territory. Okay. I mean, Those depends ter- on... The territories are so sketchily different. Yeah. So it's a risky one, right? Really so good right. on that one where you get this much to deploy yeah, and the, no objectives. The realm, Realmstone Cache, we play that one all the time. I'm doing this one all but, the time. But nothing, <laughs> nothing else. Like Some of them are the whole map. Some of them are the quarters and you're controlling yeah. the quarters. One is the Call of Duty one where they want to be in your side of the board. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So again, no, Weird. no, no big favourite so far. Um, no. Take what's theirs. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If there are more friendly units than enemy units, wholly within your opponent's territory. So again, another win more condition. I've beat them all up, and I've just got all my dudes in their objective. 
demonstration of strength. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if there are three or more Galician veteran units from your army starting uh, from your starting army on the battlefield. <laughs> Risky. <laughs> oh, I've got this gallant and vets. All these gallant and vets. Oh, and my uh, grand strategy is this gallant and vet one. Oh, what have you got? All oh, bounty hunters. Yeah, all bounty hunters. <laughs> I'm just running away all the time. Yeah, I'll just be in the corner. One. That, that's it, nice. where, where your you just like put your galley vets in a corner teleport they teleport you teleport they teleport <laughs> just teleport yeah and then and then likewise just rolling around okay uh then the show of dominance so this is it so far so then uh show of dominance when the battle ends you complete this grand strategy if there are any friendly Galician veteran units in your quarter, in each sorry units in, in each, each quarter. quarter of the battlefield, right? So I'm just going for no place for the wheat. I'm just gonna be like, I'm just gonna kill all your battle line, bro. Yeah, like everything else sounds or, like a clusterfuck. Or I'm gonna take the dumb ones from a book. Yeah, I'm gonna take war. Yeah, <laughs> do a war. Yeah, <laughs> three victory points. Because that's, there's, I'm pretty sure, and I can't be bothered to look, but I'm pretty sure in the Stormcast one, that's one that's keep Redeemers alive, which is basically your battle line if you play the thing I was playing. Yeah. But now no sense because you just took the battle line one. Now you're like, got the same thing? Yes. Yeah, there's, see, what's fucked is, this is where the game is going to be fucked, in my opinion, right? Because the books aren't equal. It's that easy, yeah? yeah. The books aren't equal for scoring VP. So with those grand strategies from the court, from the battle tomes, like I mean, these are all fucked anyway as grand strats for three victory points. These are all fucked. Yeah, like uh, so. Um, yeah, these are mad. Right. Okay. So then, um, then we got battle tactics, and this is where the game becomes wild. Okay, gaining momentum. Pick one enemy unit on the battlefield. You complete this battle tactic if that unit is destroyed during this turn. And you control, and you control more objectives than your opponent at the end of this turn. I love the fact that those don't even have to link, though, because you could be like, "I already control more objectives. You've got one warden left. I'll kill him." Yes. Uh, yeah. So kill a unit, uh, yeah. basically. Kill right. a unit. That, that one's Score fairly most. easy because you most turns you're trying to control more anyway. Yeah, because you're going for the two victory point, the extra victory points. It depends back, if it's so. that weird late game where you can't then kill a yeah. unit. No, you don't do it late game. Points. Yeah, don't do yeah. it late game. Yeah. Okay, so an eye for an eye. You complete this battle tactic if one or more friendly units were destroyed in the previous turn, and one or more enemy units were destroyed during this turn. So they've killed some of your dudes. You've killed some of their dudes. That's it. Fine. You don't even have to kill more than them. No, okay. just have to kill a unit. If one of your units died the last turn, then you and you, you're going to yeah. kill one. Yeah. So that, again, that's a fairly easy one, but obviously. Well, it's but it's also really interesting, right? Uh, it what uh, were destroyed in the previous turn. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. just destroyed so they kill turn. one in yours, and then you smash one of theirs. Yeah. But they could right. just smash five of yours, and you just kill one, and you still score it, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So so far, they're, they're Those okay. Two are fairly easy. Yeah. But yeah, if yeah. you get a double turn, you can take that one. Unless they killed you in your Unless combat. you sacrifice somebody, yeah. yeah. So yeah charged yeah. there. Right, yeah. so then so then you've got uh, Desecrate the Lands. Pick one terrain feature or faction terrain feature that is particularly or wholly within your opponent's territory. You complete this battle tactic if you control that terrain feature at the end of this turn. Now, that's a toughie. 
And what's really important about that one, Desecrate the Lands, is when you play at like some event where they've got like half a bit of wood, like like one realm gate and like three trees in a corner and they're like, Here's your territory, here's your battle plan. and you're like, Bro, I need some terrain to capture. Help me out. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> like help me out at least if it's just one of those little old flopped trees it's so small you'd only have to put a clam rat on it and be like hold this <laughs> this is mine it's mine. that's tough though that's in yeah. your opponent's territory right that's a tough well, yeah or partially in so it's not too bad yeah okay. it could be on the ground mj pegas in the chat has got it like if if you got a teleporty late game probably yeah. they're loving it yeah true Right, this one's mine. Is pick one enemy unit on the battlefield. You complete this battle tactic. That the if sorry, you complete this battle tactic if that unit is destroyed during this turn by an attack made uh, by the model picked to be your general. Uh, and it has to be picked, so it can't be a war master. Either. Yeah, it can't be a it can't be a master. It, war master. It has to be your picked general. Now this mm -hmm. is kind. Of, this is kind of interesting because some people have slap generals, like an Ironethipkin general, as an example. Mm. Yeah, and some people have a, a much more techie kind of like, you know, like it has a cool artifact that does some extra spells or something sort of yeah. uh, thing. So would uh, would killing them with spells, does that count as an attack? Yeah, yeah, it does. Spells or attacks. But, yeah, having, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, having, if you've got a killy general, that's nice. But if you don't have yeah. a killy general, then... Yeah, if he's a buffy general, that's... He's gonna to have to charge the remnants of the remnants of a Gallivet or something. Yeah. Oh, there's there's some debate in the chat about whether an attack would count as a spell or an ability, or whether it would just I'm be. I'm pretty a certain. Attack. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty certain. Hello, little girl. By the way, hope you're well. Pretty certain spells are attacks, but TBD. Uh, and we'll come back to that later. Uh, thanks, chat. Uh, appreciate you. That's something worth researching. So that is uh, this one's mine. Because um, okay, that would be so, funny if Nagash is trying to do it with a four to hit on his sword. A four to wound, unfortunately. Four to wound. Yeah, big guy. Better. Not strong. Uh, right, <laughs> head to head. Pick one enemy Galician veteran unit on the battlefield, so an enemy one, right? You complete this battle tactic if that unit is destroyed during this turn by an attack by a friendly Galician veteran unit or an ability of a friendly Galician veteran's unit. So this is, if neither of you pick one, you can't do this battle tactic at all. If your opponent mm -hmm. has one, you still can't do it. If I so like, I can immediately deny my opponent from this getting this battle tactic by, by not, not having, having any Galician veterans. Yeah. Right. Um, or you can have them in your army, but their Galician veteran have to hit your Galician veteran. So. Mm. Okay. Uh, so then out muscle. Pick one enemy Galician veteran unit that has any models contesting an objective marked as the proving ground. You complete this battle tactic if no models from that enemy unit are contesting the proving ground at the end of the turn. So wipe out a unit that's contesting a proving ground. So again, if neither of you have a Galician veteran unit, that's two of our uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven eight. eight. That's two of our eight that are now like off the board, if that makes yep. sense, to deny yep. your opponent, yeah. which is interesting. Uh, and then finally, you've got uh, raid barge through enemy lines. You complete this battle tactic if there are two or more units from your starting army wholly within your opponent's territory at the end of this turn. If two or more of those units are Galician veteran units, score an additional victory point. Yeah, yeah you missed one out against the odds. Oh, sorry. Okay. 
Uh, pick one unit from your starting army on the battlefield. You complete this battle tactic if, at the end of the turn, any models from that unit are contesting an objective you control, and that objective is not being contested by an enemy Galician veterans model. Yeah. Okay. So what do you all think, like, of the battle tactics? Because they're very different from last So season. that one's like Conquer, isn't it? Against the odds. Yeah. They're like, almost like the other, the older ones made harder, which is cool because some of them were dumb and, and uninteractive. Yeah. The issue is that between that last one and that new one, we've had like nine White Dwarf updates and several books, which I think means, which I know we discussed last week, so I'll try not to go in too much. But like if I'm playing KO and I'm like, get in boat, get out boat, that's four points I'm getting over like the Stormcast, take a Cities of Sigma, I'll put it on an objective at the end of the game and that's that's the that's where this gets interesting, I think. Yeah, I think I think what's interesting of the eight, if you don't bring Galician veterans, then you deny six. You yeah. or you deny three three. Right? because uh, your opponent can't do against the odds. They can't do out muscle. No, against uh, the odds, it's just conquer, isn't it? Pick, pick one, one unit from your starting army on the battlefield. You complete this battle tactic if at the end of the turn any model from the unit contesting the objective you control, and that objective is not being contested by enemy Galician veteran models. Oh, so you're yeah. right. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's so just conquer. It's... So, it's one of the easiest ones there. To uh, but if you haven't got Galician uh, veterans, then there's no way you can stop that one. Uh, so, that yes. one's actually a benefit for taking Galician veterans, right? Yeah, but I mean. Yeah. Can't, can't do anything if they're dead. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah. So, the, like, if you just don't take Galician veterans in your army, then there are only six that are achievable. I would say quite a few of them are very difficult. And I think what I find, like, I don't know about you, like, and maybe people were bored of the battle tactics previously, but I personally really enjoyed, like, just kill the enemy general. That was just a super easy one. Made sense. It was cool. Kill an enemy monster. Like monsters take over never made any sense. Like what was that? Just stand with a monster. Two victory points. Well done you. Like, but kill a monster, love it. Kill a battle line unit, love it. Kill a uh, kill the king, love it. Yeah. So I, I vibed on those things. Like that it was pretty good. Right? Uh these are I think tough. Very tough. Especially maybe, tough for new players. Yeah, maybe the maybe the aim is a low scoring season. Score one, score two, score more. No way to score more. Battle tactics much harder. And then the one done battle plan that I can't be bothered to go into again. Mm. I mean, so Cass says the last ones were too easy. I mean, I don't think necessarily it was... I mean, killing a battle line if it was just like 10 gore that were in front of you were fine. But if it was like, kill the enemy general and the enemy general's fucking Archeon, you know, like, you know, off I go... You know, killing a monster and it was a stone horn, like, and you got it down to one wound. And I'm sure there are loads of stories that people have that they can leave comments in or leave on the chat where they pick the battle line unit and they killed it down to one guy. Or, you know, I'm sure there are loads of stories. And that's what kind of I love that about the battle tactics because it told stories. Maybe these will tell stories as well. Yeah. Right? I'd, I'd, yeah, I don't think they're too bad. We'll find out, I reckon. All right, perfect. I think, I think the only thing I would say on them. Um which I think is really interesting is I think with the old ones, I played the whole of Age of Sigmar 3.2. Is that where we were before? Yeah, 3.2. We're in 3.2. Played the whole of 3.2. Uh, I only played one event 
once with any monsters in my list ever. Mm. Uh, so you dropped a couple of monster ones, but I think in this one, like you dropped so many by not taking veterans or de- and deny your opponent. So I think there'll be weird games where like neither person has veterans, and there suddenly becomes a very small window of doing a battle tactic. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think I think that's the bit that's like overarchingly the list writing stage for Age of Sigma has become like so anarchic because we've got all these endless spells and other stuff in there as well. Then you've got to ask yourself, do you want Galician Veterans or do you not want them? You've got to ask yourself, are you going to be Bounty Hunters or not? And then you've got these battle tactics and these grand strategies, which are really tough to achieve. So then you kind of think, well, maybe I will go for holding objectives as much as I can, right? And then you end up playing eight objectives and some spiders end up killing your characters, uh, which is hilarious. So, um, uh, like, uh, I think because of how easy the previous ones were, failing objective was a bigger deal because catching up would be more challenges as a near. So do you think we'll end up with, like, a lot less secondaries being done generally? Because they're pretty tough. They're pretty tough. They're also pretty complicated. Like, this is not... Like, it was cool before because it was like Slayer Monster. You're like, okay, I get that. Like, I think people already thought battle tactics were a little bit much. Nathan, I remember you, at the start of Age of 3, you said, you were like... You were, you said there'll be a lot more bookkeeping, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Now I these think, are like a head fuck. I think the biggest thing for me is like when when fan like when we all play anyone that played fantasy back in the day had that like three hundred page rulebook with nine pages on pivot. Yeah. And then when we took the step into Age of Sigma, we went from a f- like four hundred pages to four pages. Yeah. And the game probably needed more flesh, but I do think it was hilariously good fun back then. Uh, and I think now the interesting thing is what they try to do is make a really complex game more casual, and it seems to be becoming more complex. Like, I think the less you play, the harder these become to achieve. Because, yeah. like, yeah. even remembering what the hell a Galatian vet is, I think, becomes much harder. Yeah, I mean, it's the first, that's one of the first points that we made when we came into Age of Sigmar 3, was that it's it's... A lot harder just to play as a like a casual pickup yeah. game that you play infrequently. It's more, it's more um, themed towards playing this game. You have to play it fairly frequently and to just to be able to keep up, keep all the rules fresh in your brain so that you're doing them all. Yeah, really. I agree. I agree. I also think... and the more you play it, the better you'll become. So, yeah. I also think the battle tactics are very different when you have like four easiest fuck battle tactics from your oh, like yeah. core book, right? Like mm. this is this is this is really going to be a six months of haves and have nots, like especially DOK who get uh, Doors of Kane who get bonus points for their battle tactics, so that's an issue, um, oh. right? So like that's that's complicated. Uh, and I think, like, really, we got to ask ourselves what, like, what, what do we want? And and I think anyone who's listened in three hours into this is probably more of a tournament gamer than maybe a casual gamer, but maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Thanks to Goonie uh, Gumchop for <laughs> for subscribing. Uh, maybe not. And I, and I think that a game system could easily benefit um, uh, people who want those casual pickup games, like Nathan says, and the tournament gamer. And I think the tournament gamer is going to work out which army's got the best battle tactics. Just for themselves right there's good i I, it feels to me like that there's a sweet spot army out there more than there was last edition there's easy to achieve battle tactics there's the right bounty hunter galley vet mix 
You know what I mean? Like, immediately my brain goes like Daughters of Cain, right? They've got Shadow Stonkers. Okay, so we're already in a good spot for potentially getting some, like, Gallivet's outscoring tricks played in with those teleports. Um, they have got good battle tactics themselves from their own book and Grand Strats. So already bonus points. And mm. then if they want to go Witch Elf Hordes, because that ends up being quite good, in Hunters or in Conquerors, that works out well. Or yeah. if they want to go Bow Snakes and then just some Fighty Snakes, that works out well as well. Uh, thank you to Think Before You Skink for uh, donating a gift sub, you cutie. So, like... Like I so, feel like there's a right yeah. build. Which so is... the daughters of Cain are pretty strong for it, then, aren't they? They've got good thing. I I believe the fire slayers are quite easy as well. What what are like Night Haunt and Sylvaneth and Skaven? I've not seen those books. Are they they? So so Sylvaneth Skaven not as much at all yeah. for battle tactics, and then Sylvaneth more so. But yeah. the, uh, but that's what James's point was earlier, right? They're not equal, and that becomes yeah, super exactly. problematic. Right. Um, okay. So Sylvaneth, uh, uh, like Sylvaneth of Bada says MJ. Okay. All right. I need to double check that. Uh, but like, yeah. I guess, I guess that's another show to do. Right. A tier yeah. show on those on battle, battle tactics. tactics. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, like looking at the Skaven one, just briefly. I know I said it earlier, but we're three hours in, and um, like for me, Nathan, when I looked at the Skaven book, I was kind of hype. It hadn't changed a lot, but I. I like the old book. I like the little changes. Yeah. But then I think when you compare that to, I think Grotz Gits would be the same. That when you then are like, oh cool, like I can, I it's a new edition. I want to play with the arm, one of the armies I like. And then you're like, oh, but I can't stop a unit being a Galatian vet. I can't. So like in Skaven, my choices are Clam Rats, Plague Bearers, Storm Vermin are basically the main ones. All of which are like a five up save, a four up save, a five up save. They're then going to get two damage hit against them if someone takes bounty hunters and just peel. Uh. Um, so I think like it makes it really hard because you don't, you can't stop that. But then I still need some battle line, or I have to take storm fiends and still do that build. But then they can't be uh, vets, I don't think, because they're five wounds each. So no, they can't be out. vets. Yeah, but they can be uh, bounty hunters, can't they? Yeah. I mean, number one, I'm very excited, right? The list writing potential is really, really fun. You can do some really engaging things. And then I think you're going to get to the tabletop and you're going to be like, right then, okay, okay, okay. What am I going to do as a battle tactic? Okay, <laughs> this is a toughie. So we'll see. Like, I think a lot of people would be upset if you didn't let them have the book battle tactics when they have really easy to fucking do book battle tactics. And I think yeah. on the other hand, you're going to get the other guys, girls, Nembies, and everyone else who are going to be like, bro, my, I can't do any battle tactics. This sucks. So, yeah. interesting one. Interesting. Interesting season playing through, right? We'll see how it yeah. ends up working out. Oh, yeah. It definitely favours. If we're playing battle tactics from the books, it will definitely favour some armies. Yeah, and also there's another good final point. There's no counterplay. Like if you would have to, you have to learn the battle tactic for every other book. Yeah, yeah. Right, in order to counterplay. Right. Um, as an example, I like the idea. Oh, the idea of the book battle tactics only being worth one is a really cute idea. I love that. That's great, Goose. That's that's fun. Okay. Well, listen. This is this is this is day one. Right. This is our first like proper deep dive look. There's loads of things to talk about as a community. We're still waiting for FAQs coming out of the weekend. 
All right, there's still loads to talk about. Two new battle tomes, exciting times. Uh, Nathan, is there anything that you're looking for from the FAQs just before to round us off for of the show? Any, any, anything you really would like to see from the FAQs? Uh, well, um, what do I want to see? Uh, well, I'm curious to see what they do with the faction uh, in the spells because they they've had some big points changes there. So I'm interested to see what they do with those of anything and uh yeah what do i want to see uh my head's spinning from everything that we've talked about today um we did highlight a couple of things that we said that needs an faq but i can't remember what they were now but yeah okay uh, they'll need to sort some faqs out yeah. all right good james how do you feel about it all i don't know what uh yeah pretty good I'll be interesting to play it at the weekend. Mm. Um, and I think more than anything, I'd like to see I, it'll never come because the, you know, they've just sold all the white dwarves, but I'd like to see like a, a stance in the FAQ on book battle tactics. Even yeah. if their stance is, uh, we think event organizers should make a decision prior to an event to allow or not allow competitive play, not allow is our advice narrative play, allow them all. Yeah, 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 I understand. Like, even if their stance is, like, slightly watery, I think it'd be nice to get, like, an official stance. Because I know, like, we talk about comp loads and people comp events, but I think, like, them even having, like, a bit of a wishy-washy stance on it of just, like, we think they're, we know they're a bit unbalanced. It's impossible to balance narrative battle tactics with core battle tactics. So we would suggest that, like, high-level competitive, you don't get them. Yeah, I mean, that's why yeah, I just think you just all run off the same sheet, right? Same hint sheet. Like, we're all looking at those grand strategies like, fuck, what am I going to pick? Yeah, like, all of us, like, all three of us, like, that is not an easy boy. Uh, so we just all pick, we just, uh, we just all pick the same, right? Like, and then uh, we, we, we all have to pick from the same pool. And I think that balances the game out a little bit more. Uh, all right, listen, Nathan James, I know it was a long one, so I super appreciate you. I personally am very excited to see what lists come out. And my favorite thing about this, especially when doing things like the Stat Center or, or things like this or doing coverage or hosting events here, is I get to see everyone else's creativity. Hearing crazy combos that I've already seen in the chat. Um, Nathan already hype about putting someone in the boat and then doing a purple sun. Like, I love that stuff. I'm excited. I like, and I like, I like wild card Age of Sigmar. I think that's really fun. So I'm really looking forward to seeing people build some crazy lists over the next six months and hopefully doing the same myself. Hopefully putting some crazy combos down and doing some fun stuff. Uh, so it'll be really good. Uh, big love to everyone who's tuned in. If you are watching it back, thank you to everyone on the Most Wargamer Patreon. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, thank you to everyone listening to the podcast. Do stay hydrated. And, and thank you to the Twitch chat because you are the best. Nathan, got any shout-outs before we go? Shout-out to Mork's Mighty Mushroom. Yeah, okay, perfect. And then, James? <laughs> I'm going to shout out just quickly, Big Round Specs 53 in the chat, who is new, joined at like the three-hour mark and was like, I don't understand the difference between the General's Handbook and the Core Rulebook. The chat got it. But if you're here and you're watching this, read your Core Rulebook, play a few games, come back here later. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're pretty much the tippity top, like of like the competitive edge. Like we're like, what's the tournament format going to be? If you're like, what's a battle tactic? We're at different pages, but you might still learn some valuable stuff, and hopefully you enjoyed the ride as well. My love to you all. See you soon. Take care.